Nobody makes it easier to stay on top of all of your health concerns than Meridian Medical Services. Hey, it's JMV. Call them today, 317-925-0811, and schedule your heart screening. I know my situation. You should, too. Make the call. It is affordable. It is easy, and you will know. 317-925-0811. Nobody's more affordable. Nobody's easier than Meridian Medical Services. Call them today, 317-925-0811. 11. What in the hell do you think you are doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Oh, oh the chicken. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. And let me tell you how much I love this place. We had our golf outing here. Um, I was here about a year ago, I think, for a Bud Light Blue Friday. And it is a straight shot unless the Indiana Railroad Company has decided to park their train, their choo-choo, in the middle of Bluff Road for me to get. It is awesome. I love being at the back nine. It is an entertainment, fantastic top-to-bottom venue that you cannot afford to miss out, especially on this particular Friday, because once again, it is a Bud Light Blue Friday, and we have multi, and I mean multi, I think, honestly, the most tickets we've had for a Colts game is today. Saints-Colts coming up on Sunday, multi-pair to give away courtesy of Bud Light on this Blue Friday I would suggest we are on the second level right here. So if you get to the back nine, which is off of Morris, and I always forget what the hell the street is right here, but it's off of Morris. And then there's like horse stalls down here where they keep the the horses and the carriage horses, I think. We're right across the street from Lily. It is outstanding here. I mean, I love it. And let me tell you, the golf here that you get to play is fun. They got TVs and the music's going on. You will not want to miss a minute of this show today. Plus, you can walk away with a pair of Saints Colts tickets courtesy of Bud Light. Tony Donahue with Fans Place is here. He's going to give you a chance to win with Fans Place as well. So seriously, on a Friday where I know a lot of you are busy, it is sectional semifinal Friday night, and there is a ton going on this evening. I realize that. We'll go over those games with Bob Lovell coming up at the bottom of the hour. So I understand that you guys are going to be out and about. But how about this? Even if you're going to a sectional semifinal someplace, we are so centralized. We are so stinking close to I-70 right here off of Morris Street to where you can get here, hang out with us, try to win some tickets, and then get off to wherever you're going. Seriously, east, west, north, south, unless the Indiana Railroad Company has their choo-choo parked in the middle of Bluff, not to go south. It is all good for you to drop by here. I would love to see you, too, on this Friday. It has been a busy week, to say the least. You got some Colts players ruled out 
for Sunday. People are asking me between Juju Brents and Kylan Granson and Braden Smith, who would be of those three the most crucially missed against the Saints on Sunday. And I think it goes without saying, again, that it's going to be Braden Smith because we saw what happened with Miles Garrett with no Braden Smith, which may have happened anyway, to be quite honest, last week. But you just don't want to mess with the offensive line. Now, granted, you're going to say, well, have you checked the depth chart yet on that secondary? And uh, yes, I have. In fact, we all have. And that is going to be a problem, a problematic area. Make no mistake about it. But it was going to be problematic anyway. Nothing against Juju Brents, because I certainly want to see him out there. Juju Brents, when he played, actually made some plays. Now he got beat, but he made some plays. And I would rather see him out there. I just think that that secondary with the giving up of the big play ability they've shown would be that anyway. And that's what I've said all along. And I talked about this with Mike Chappell yesterday. And if you missed any of it, the podcast is at 107.5thefan.com. And honestly, I got Mike to agree with me on a couple of different avenues. One is the one we discussed all week long as far as the flags would be concerned. And you know, obviously now we turn the page fully on that. But the other is... If you continue to get beat in your secondary and you are so injury riddled in your secondary, and I know that it does smack in the face of conventional wisdom right here. And I said this and people thought I was crazy for saying it. Now, I don't know how this would go down in terms of dealing with Derek Carr, for example, but I've gone back to two games with Philip Walker, PJ Walker, of the Browns, the quarterback, last week. And then back when Matthew Stafford was injured in that home loss against the Rams, I think at some point you got to try and not be so protective of a secondary that's going to get their ass whipped anyway. And maybe that's the wrong way to think about it. But at some point, I think you do have to try something new. Because we have just seen this over and over. And really, even when that secondary of the Colts was healthy, we saw that over and over again. And now when it's incredibly dinged up, it makes you wonder if we see still the same Gus Bradley, uh, you know, know, safety type of playing it as he normally does. Or do you think outside the box a little bit and I know, again, last week with Walker is, even with a bad season for Derek Carr so far, a very unhappy season in terms of the Saints and offense for Derek Carr so far, uh, it would be drastically better than the quarterback play that we all witnessed on the Brown side of the field last week. And granted, when you saw Gus Bradley send heat, in which he did, the heat got there. Uh, the heat was very disruptive. In fact, it was disruptive on that what should have been the final play of the game and the Colts should have won. I wouldn't mind to see it. You know, I'll take the blame if all of a sudden he has this epiphany and he decides to do that, which I doubt it. But let's just say that he does. If he does and it doesn't work, I'll say, you know what? That was a really crappy idea. What a bad idea by this sports talk show host. Good to see you, my brother. How you doing, man? Good to see you. I will tell you that. But you know what? At this point... At this point, you kind of wonder, you know, what do you have to lose? Not every time, but 
but more prolifically than what we have seen. Because that was part of the issue last week. When you're talking straight up, the guys didn't get there very often. And that was part of the disappointment defensively of a week ago. And we could get into the defense. We always get stuck talking about the offense. But the offense was not at all the problem last week. I mean, they did things against that Cleveland defense that nobody else had done. In fact, I think I calculated it, and I'm sure it's wrong. I don't really care. But I'd said around 40%. I think I told Tony Katz this a little bit earlier on his show, that about 40% of the offensive give-up by that Browns defense this season, about 40% of it came by virtue of that game against the Colts on Sunday. It was impressive. I mean, it really was. That was an impressive showing, to say the least. But you need a little bit of help on the defensive side of things. And honestly, if you've paid attention to the Saints so far this year, it does look like that they are and have been ripe. They have names. You know, we talk about Derek Carr, who they brought over and thought they finally, after Drew Brees, had solved their quarterback issue only to find out that to this point of the season, they haven't. I mean, you're talking about Olave and Thomas, guys that they expect to be something major one of these days. You know, Avin Kamara is another guy that everybody loves in the fantasy world, but offensively, that team has just not been that yet. I don't expect that to turn around all of a sudden this Sunday. But I would like to see this Colts defense add a little bit of pressure. I also would like to see this. Rick Venturi and I have talked about this a number of times, not only on this show, but privately, especially about last year and a lot of these losses this year. We have talked about the simple fact that this Colts defense, because we spend so much time talking about the offense and what we want out of that or Gardner Minshew mistakes, or Gardner Minshew playing well, or the need for a wide receiver. We've talked about so much offensively. You know, the offensive line being good, the offensive line being bad. It has taken, it has taken our attention away from the defense. And, you know, I mentioned this a year ago with this particular defense. A lot of those games that we talked about, they failed to close. They failed to close in late-game situations, and that kind of led to where we ended up seeing this team a year ago, and we have seen examples of that so far this year. And that's what you have to stay away from. And that's what we've seen. Yet we're so focused in on other things, we don't pay too much attention to that. And we need to. And so does Gus Bradley. And maybe even though it's not like him to play anything other than straight up, maybe get out of your comfort zone a little bit, a little bit more than what we have seen. And maybe, I know you've got, what, four or five first-rounders on that Saints offensive line. Maybe a little bit out of the comfort zone. And I understand you want to protect the back end of your defense, but we have seen, I don't know how much reason there is to protect the back end of the defense because they've given it up anyway, healthy or otherwise. So, yeah, Braden Smith, Juju Brents, Kylan Granson, all ruled out. You know, Granson still, as far as the tight end situation is concerned, yeah, they, they really want to get something out of that position on game day 
for the most part, other than, you know, Ogletree in a drive. Ogletree can show signs, and we saw Mo Alley Cox a couple of weeks ago store, or score a touchdown, but it has been few and far between. So we'll talk about that. We got a lot on our minds today regarding the Colts. We'll do that. Pacers in action coming up tomorrow. Pacers 1-0 on the season on the road in Cleveland. That is coming up tomorrow. Pacers and the Cavaliers. Tony East is going to join us coming up at the 4 o'clock hour as we discuss the Pacers and a legit road gauge. A legit road test against a good, uh, a team that didn't have success in the postseason but had a great deal of it in the regular season, and they have one of those NBA-defining players, don't they? And Donovan Mitchell, thank you very much. I'm ready for that. Thank you. Appreciate that. Hey, a couple of NBA games last night. I'm sorry. And by the way, Buffalo did not cover last night, I don't think, right? So there's another, I think I'm like over the world on Thursday night. Um, we'll get to that game coming up in a second that started out week number eight. But my attention last night was on the NBA Thursday night. We had a couple of fantastic games on NBA Thursday night. I know that Philly lost, and I don't like Philly. I love the man with two brains, Pete Dinwiddie. But I don't like Philly. And Nick Nurse, that's okay. You know, you know Iowa guy. I mean, Carroll, Iowa is his hometown. I can get with Nick Nurse. But if I'm Philly, I don't want whenever, whatever. Do you want James Harden anywhere near your team? I mean, even with that loss, the way they got back into things last night, and really it came down to Damian Lillard, and Damian Lillard delivered for the Bucks, much like we had seen in the past he would do for the Portland Trailblazers. But, man, a couple of really good games on Thursday night last night. Back to that and a lot more. Bob Lovell, bottom of the hour, semifinal Friday night. We got some good ones around the state of Indiana in high school football. Tony East is going to join us. We'll get a perspective from New Orleans regarding the Saints coming up in the 4 o'clock hour in voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher. Meantime, live from the back nine on a Bud Light Blue Friday on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline from ESPN Radio. He is a friend of the show and is a bright light down in Bloomington teaching the young broadcasters and journalism students of tomorrow exactly what to do. It is our friend Mike Wells. Hello, Mike. What's going on, Jay, man? You are right about some great high school football games. I think the best game in the state will be happening on the west side of Indianapolis this evening. A battle of purple. Undefeated yes. Brownsburg Bulldogs going against those boys at Ben Davis. Uh, two, of, two of the best three teams in, in the uh, largest class in the state of Indiana going at it tonight. Unfortunately, one of the schools has to go home very, very early in the season. I just man, that's going to be a hell of a game. Weather's going to be beautiful. And I'm going to be out there in Ben Davis if uh, any of the listeners are going to be out there. I will gladly take a free hot dog. <laughs> are you going to be rocking your uh, Brownsburg Bulldogs Air Jordans <clears throat> from the uh, old school wise? Yes. Hey, listen, you saw you saw them a couple weeks ago. Miss Layla said they're ugly. I'm going to have I'm gonna have my purple, white, and black Jordan, low-top Jordans on tonight, Bulldog sweatshirt. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be rolling straight all Brownsburg tonight. Let me tell you this, and I, I love those shoes, and I love the old-school Jordans. I don't know how comfortable they are because I've got old-school Barclays from the early 90s, and it's like I'm wearing a really bad pair of work boots. I don't like those too much, but I love the look. However, I'm a bigger fan of the Nike Dunks of the 80s, and I'm a bigger fan of the Georgetown Hoya Nike Dunks 
of the 1980s. That's my favorite shoe of all time. Whether we're talking about Georgetown that had Hoyas and block letters on the back, or if we're talking about St. John's back then when Mullen would rock those red and white, or Willie Glass would have the red and white for the then, you know, no longer uh, the, the Redmen, obviously, with changing their name to the Red Storm, but St. John's back then were known for those red and white Nike Dunks. My favorite all-time pair of shoes, basketball-wise, Mike. No, you, no, you're right, man. I love those Jays back in the day, the Dunks, and I got to tell you, the shoes look good, but you, you, I, mean, I feel like I was... I felt like that day I saw you in a mojo that Saturday morning. I felt like my, my uh, feet were walking on concrete. They're not exactly the most yes. comfortable. I, I, I give them a 10.0 in style, a 0.0 in comfort uh, when it, when it, when it yes. comes to those shoes. But you know what? I, I got those same Barclays, too, where I felt like I was – Remember, remember the ankle weights people used to wear, so they felt like they were, you know, helping jump higher. That's what I feel like. Anytime I would wear those those Nike Barclays, man. Yes, no, you're absolutely right. The Barclays are heavy as hell. I wear often the uh, the old Adidas hard toe Pro models. And, man, they felt really comfortable back then. And there's zero comfort in those things right now. I think the shoebox they came in would be more comfortable. True story. Uh, exactly. Man, I was listening to you talk about the Thursday night NBA games. You're right. Yes. Dame Lillard, hey, that was a hell of a coming out party for Dame Lillard last night with 39 points, Giannis with 23, and just Dame getting bucket at bucket. And if I'm Peter yeah. Dinwiddie, good, good friend of you, uh, of yourself and myself, I'm telling James, keep your ass away from the facility. Yes. Don't come around. Continue to eat you some cheesesteaks with extra, extra whiz on them because we don't want you around the team. As, as good of a scorer as he is, he's dead weight. He's a distraction. And he's not going to help the 76ers as far as when it comes to moving on and trying, trying to get to the NBA Finals. Yeah, I, I completely agree. In fact, if I'm any team that's in contention in the NBA, if I'm the Clippers, I don't want that dude anywhere near – that team, anybody's team, to be honest, because it has been clear over recent history that all he is going to bring is a bunch of garbage to your team. And his talent at this point in his career is nowhere near the weight that he brings of his disgruntled nature. So if I'm anybody out there, I don't know why you'd even jack with it or even think about it. I mean, what a, his weight is equivalent to those Barclays that you and I were talking about. He's yes. just sluggish, and, and he holds holds you down out there. And you know, I, before people get mad at us, I gotta say what the Pacers did the other night. I know it was the Wizards. The Wizards are gonna be, in the words of our good friend Michael Grady, a boo boo basketball team. But still, to put up 140 plus points and bring that type of excitement that they did on um, on their opening night, that that was a great thing to see out of that franchise and what they did to kick off their 2023-2024 season. So Mike Wells of ESPN Radio on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Highline. Mike mentioned Brownsburg and Ben Davis, part of those sectional semifinals going on later on tonight, and obviously the biggest. And Bob Lovell will talk about that at the bottom of the hour. You mentioned this accurately. Washington is not a good basketball team. I thought the Pacers did, outside of that first quarter, exactly what you needed to do. I mean, you put them down, didn't get back up, 
Defense got much better. I think when it really mattered, second quarter and third quarter, they were uh, holding Washington under 30 points in those quarters after surrendering 39 in that first one. And then offensively, they didn't miss anything. And that's what was most important to me. I want them to get better defensively, Mike. I think they have to. But I don't want them to get sidetracked at all offensively. And we saw, we saw certainly in night number one the other night, they didn't do that. No, no, they didn't. And you're right. I mean, outside of that uh, first quarter, what was my man for the Wizard, Tyus, what? Tyus Jones, who had, Tyus he had a hell of a first quarter. Yeah, he had a hell of a first quarter for the Wizards. Um, and you're like, okay, maybe, you know, they're going to be able to compete. But then, like you said, after that first period was over with, the Pacers just saw they flipped the switch. And they brought the type of excitement. The type of excitement that, you know, we saw in the first part of last season before they hit that low and uh, kind of came crashing back down to earth. If they can continue to play that well, defend, you know, play some good defense and stuff, scoring is not going to be an issue for them. They've got enough guys that can put the ball on the bucket. And I, I think, you know, it's funny. I've talked to a number of people about, about Rick Carlisle, and they said he is just a completely, completely different person this go-around. And I know he's been there for a couple of seasons, but he's a different person this go-around with this franchise. And he is a perfect guy to get this team going, and which is why, as Adrian Wojnarowski um, reported earlier this week, he got that new contract extension. Yeah, it's, it's funny, too. If you were seeing the way this team plays now and then revert back to when he was here or when he was in Detroit, um, you know, obviously you know, before that time in Dallas, but when he was here the first time he was in Detroit, uh, those offenses would be really un, unrecognizable, and he probably wouldn't enjoy that a great deal. But you have seen this team, I think, kind of vault into the modern era and how basketball is played, whether or not you like it, I mean, it really doesn't matter because most of these NBA teams play the way that we see the Pacers play right now. And we have seen that they have some bodies and some personnel that can adapt to it. And we'll see if this is um, a longer-term thing. But they have gotten into the era in which, Mike, we sit right now and NBA basketball, really basketball in general, is being played. The fact that you said the, the, the key word, everything you just said was adapt. And that's what yeah. Carlisle has done to see that. I, I, I recall having countless conversations with Jamal Tinsley uh, when I covered the Pacers on how stubborn um, Rick Carlisle was and how he would not change his ways. Carlisle's clearly, again, adapted to how the game is being played now and basing it off of his personnel, not off of his strict coaching beliefs. He's doing it off what he has on the roster and how the game is being played. And that's the, that's why you see – the transformation out of the Spacers team. So Mike Wells of ESPN Radio was us. What do you think about the Colts matchup with the Saints? Disappointing on Sunday, to say the least. What about this matchup this Sunday against New Orleans, Mike? Man, you know I can't fi- I can't figure out I can't figure out New Orleans from from a Colts standpoint. A Jonathan Taylor's. You can see Jonathan Taylor's finally you know getting his turn to get his groove back. Um, Gardner Minshew, man, I'm not sure who protects the ball worse, you and uh, you and I or Minshew when it comes to not turning the ball over. Uh, yeah. But from a Saints perspective, I, I can't I can't figure them out. I've always been a Derek Carr guy. I wish that you know I, I sound like an idiot now, but a couple years ago I wanted the Colts to go get Derek Carr over Carson Wentz. Um, but I just you know Carr was good one moment, next moment he doesn't look good, so. He's a guy that's hard to figure out. The Saints as a whole, um, are, I think the Colts win the game. I mean, long story short, I think 
the Colts have enough where they will beat the Saints this weekend. So Mike Wells with us. Tell the awesome Layla and the rest of the fam I said hello. Don't get all kinds of wild at that game later on tonight, okay? And I know what we're going to have is the loser of this game with Ben Davis and Brownsburg will be crying high school football postseason seating after the game. You know that's coming. Oh, I, 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 I know it. And I'm saying you're talking to somebody on the Brownsburg school board. If Brownsburg loses, they're going to make comments about it. And, I mean, they're going to talk about it because they had to go on the road uh, despite being undefeated and having to play Ben Davis, they will they will have um, some comments to say about it. The same way Ben Davis will, too, even though Ben Davis is the home team. If they lose, they're going to moan and groan about having to play the number one ranked team in 6A to open the sectional playoffs. The, the complaints are going to the complaints are going to be coming from both teams. Whatever team loses, there will be some complaints coming up about it, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I think uh, so. I'm gonna text our good friend Kyle Nutterip, and who is also a Brownsburg guy, and say, I "Hope you already you ready to put those quotes in the paper for tomorrow." Now, how many more years do you have on the uh, school board of Brownsburg? <laughs> I have I, this time. This time next year. I will be getting ready to uh, hopefully be reelected this time next year. So four year term. Oh, do you do you, do you uh, want to be reelected? Do you want to be reelected? Oh, yeah. Listen, hey, listen, man. The fact I I got through being on the school board during COVID time and people wearing yeah. masks. I think I, I think I got through the worst. I would love to continue to be on school board. In fact, you know I had seventy six percent of the votes. Uh, three years ago, I'm trying to get up to 80% of the vote. So hopefully people, hopefully I've done enough where people want to reelect me. Yeah, man, you do something. I got to give you credit. There's no way in hell I'd want to be on anybody's school board, buddy. Not one ounce. Man, None. hey, listen, I, hey, I know Brownsburg has people complaining. I heard about things. Her CG's just as wild down there, bro. So I don't blame you. Well, I mean, not only that, but where I grew up, I mean, Eastern Green, you talk about a bunch of backbiting going on no nobody eats their own where i'm from quite like eastern green (laughs) they they devour devour their own one minute they're friends the next minute they're not so i uh yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't be long for that event right there i couldn't stand it Hey, are you coaching on Sunday, man, or you got to do the show i'll I'll probably be down there at some point yeah i'll be there like we got, hey, listen, uh, I think we got Ron hey, Colley in Martinsville or something like that, I think. Oh, hey, so. tell my girl Lady she's got the green light from Uncle Mike. Uncle Mike says she's got the <laughs> green light. Let, let, hey, let it ride. Let it ride. Yes, yes she did. Yes, she does. And I, I, she doesn't like it, Mike. Do you think this is bad? When she shoots, I yell incoming. She doesn't like that very much. Dang. <laughs> I thought hey, it was, well, I hey, thought well, it was funny. <laughs> hey, oh, she does hey, I'm going to check in on Sunday and get a game recap from you, brother. You got it, buddy. I appreciate you. Tell Layla I said hello. Have a good time at the game. All right. Have a good weekend. Talk to you. So, Mike Wells of ESPN Radio. You guys think it's bad when my daughter pulls up and shoots and I yell incoming? <laughs> I got that from MASH, watching old MASH episodes. I guess I, I kind of do it as a joke. I don't mean it.
mean-spirited, but it's probably not taken that way. Hey, we're on the second floor of the back nine right here. Bud Light Blue Friday. We got multi-pair of Saints Colts tickets. I would love to see you. What a fantastic afternoon. And now, coming up in the next, like, four or five days, it's going to be super cruddy. So let's get a good one in here. Back nine off of Morris. Bud Light Blue Friday, sectional semifinal Friday night. Bob Lovell's on the other side. Don't go anywhere inside the Winshuler Spreadable Cheeses Lounge via YouTube Live. HD Radio, the stream, the app, and 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. With JMV. Can I buy you guys a drink? Guess not. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Uh, welcome back with the Steve Winwood. That's James back there giving us a little bit of 80s for the JMV Halloween party takeover tomorrow night on B105.7. Hey, back nine's our location. Second level, back nine off of Morris. Bud Light Blue Friday. Get your butts on out here. Get signed up for Saints Colts tickets. I have multi-pair. Remember, we've just gone like one week now. Like one week from game to game here. So we have multi-pair for the Saints Colts game to give away while we're here. Ice cold Bud Light for you. Great food. And if you guys want to go out there and take some swings, then take some swings. But we'd love to see you here. In fact, I think it's an incredible idea. If you guys decide to come down here, hang out with us for a little bit, because it is going to be a blast today. Again, we're at the back nine off of Morris right here, and Emacs is in the house. So that means the party is going to crank a little bit more. Hey, by the way, before I get to Bob Lovell, Jake Query and I are going to be doing two hours of radio together tomorrow. So I don't know if that means when you join us, if you need to be stoned or not, but if you... No, I'm just joking. But what we're going to do is have a great time at... Horseshoe, Indianapolis. It's the biggest racing day of the year. The fourth annual Champions Day presented by the Indiana Breed Development Program. And Jake and I do radio together tomorrow right here on the radio, but down in Fairland, Indiana. For the fourth annual Champions Day. Noon until 2 tomorrow. So why not? You can join us. But listen, hang out, going to be a blast. Me and Jake tomorrow. Again, the fourth annual Champions Day presented by the Indiana Breed Development Program. On the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, our guy's going to be incredibly busy coming up later on this evening. Sectional semifinal Friday night. And much like it is in basketball as well, it's just maybe one of the best nights as far as the calendar year of sports would be concerned on the high school level. From Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by your 14 Central Indiana Joe Childers run CarX locations. Bob Lovell joins us. I was just talking to Mike Wells. He and Kyle Neddenrip of the Star will be there tonight. You've got the big one 
in Brownsburg and Ben Davis. And, and I view it this way, Bob. It's going to be the team that wins is going to be incredibly happy. The team that loses is going to be wondering how they can change up this process and get the seeding because these – frankly, are two of the best teams in the state of Indiana that square off in night number two of the tournament itself, but obviously night number one in terms of 6A. It is gigantic this evening. Well, it really is, John. I mean, it's, uh, I think, the same way when you look at 3A with Shadard and Garen. That's number one and number two. So those are two enormous football games. I mean, really. Uh, all year long, those four teams have had great success, and uh, two of them are going to advance, obviously, and two of them won't. And so, yeah, it's a very, very big night. Uh, uh, clearly a lot on the line, and uh, I'm not sure who gets the edge in, in either game. They're all, they're all pretty good, to be honest. So you, uh, it'll, be, it'll be great fun. I think we're going to get decent weather for it, too. And so um, you have to be at your best. So conditions won't be a problem. You're going to have to go out and play some football and win a game. Hey, Matchup-wise, in 6A, at least around here, that's obviously the best. I think Ben Davis, their only loss came to that uh, sports factory in Florida, I believe, right? right? IMG, right. that was their only right. loss. And then Brownsburg, obviously, 9-0. and uh, If you were to look at other places, though, number one, Cedar Grove at 8-1. and They're 4-5. and five. Franklin Central is their matchup coming up this evening. And then I guess you can look at this as well. Westfield at eight and one and five yeah. and four Carmel. It has sure. not been like that prototypical Bob Carmel season to date, but you know, once you get to this time of year, how dangerous the hounds can be. Well, um, they're very good. Clearly have been, you know, one state championships. Westfield played for a championship a year ago. Uh, and, and so, you know, it, it's Hamilton County. It's bragging rights. It's another step you have to take uh, to get to this particular point. I like the Lawrence Central-Lawrence-North matchup, number 12 and number 13. So that's another great game. Um, Clearly, you know, it's a situation where uh, not just here in Central Indiana, but you've got great games going on all around. Uh, Cathedral hosting North Central is a a good one. Uh, HSC has to travel to Fort Wayne Northrop to take on an extremely talented Northrop team. Um, so that's going to be a good one. The best of the bunch might just be uh, Bloomington North hosting Bloomington yeah. South, John. That's another one versus two matchup. And clearly, uh, at this stage of the tournament, to have two Bloomington schools, to have you know a city like that have both their teams in it uh, at the semifinals of the sectional is a, a, a remarkable feat for everybody. Yeah, Bloomington South has one loss, and that is earlier in the season to their crosstown rival, Bloomington North. Scott Bless is having an outstanding season. Mm-hmm. And I would love, you know, it would concern me that you beat South in the regular season. Now you get them to beat them twice in one year like that is so incredibly difficult. Talented North team, but that is going to be as difficult, I'm sure, as anything, even that earlier went over South that the Cougars had seen on their schedule to this point. It's going to be really tough. I think it, we all know how tough it is. It doesn't matter what the sport is. Uh, but a lot of team, a lot of time has taken place between that first matchup. Uh, I wouldn't say that the teams are, are, have changed dramatically, but there, there have been some uh, days in between. And so uh, it's a great ma- – no question, it's a great matchup. I'm concerned about my Quakers having to, uh, having to play Harrison out of West Lafayette. They're, they're a good team. Quakers are at home yeah. tonight. 
Decatur Central at McCutcheon's another good matchup. Um, so, you know what, you look around, I think one that might be flying under the radar, New Pal hosting Greenfield Central. Greenfield Central having a great, great season without question, and New Pal's just New Pal, quite frankly. So, um, John, it's one of those things where you get a chance – you really want to see some great football. You need to go out and watch some of these games. Now, I'd have to check on this. I could be inaccurate, but I believe the lone loss for Greenfield Central, and I was right, is at the hands of New Pal. And we talked about this, too. It kind of seems like sports-wise, Greenfield Central is having a renaissance of sorts out there right now. And you talk about wanting to get a little bit of revenge. That opportunity looms for the Cougars tonight. Well, Greenfield Central had a great win over Pendleton Heights last week to get to this point. And so, yeah, I mean, you, you're playing New Palace, won state championships, dominates that conference, and has already beaten you. So there's a lot on the line here for the obvious reason, too, you get a chance to play next week. But uh, it's, a, it's a really, really, really good matchup. Lutheran and single-A, John, I want to get ahead of myself, but Lutheran uh, is on a roll, looking good. They play South Putnam. Uh, on the road, South Putnam's had a great year, ranked number six, but Lutheran is uh, the dominant team in single A. So could get interesting. Park Tudor hosting Clinton Central, which is a neat matchup. The legendary Bud Wright at Sheridan just keeps rolling along. Yep. They play Tindley tonight. So plenty of games, plenty of great games to go watch tonight and uh, catch us when you get in the car driving home, and we'll try, we'll try to chat up some of them. He is uh, brought to you by your 14 Central Indiana Joe Childers run CarX locations. That is CarX.com for that location nearest you. Bob Lovell, Indiana Sports Talk, as he mentioned tonight, tomorrow night. We'll get you recapped, updated, and educated on all that is going down. Brian Duggar is 7-3 and three at Martinsville. I think around 27-19 <laughs> overall right. in four right. years. He's doing a really good job. Because, I, I mean, I know just hearing from people down there, um, it, it has been um, an exercise in trying to take these things back to the level on a lot of sports down there in which that artesian fans and folks are accustomed to. Now, unfortunately, the 7-3 and three Martinsville team that has played really well in the last month plus, you run into the defending state champions and East Central coming up later on this evening, which is going to be a task that really needs no definition. Well, there's a reason, obviously, that they won a year ago, haven't lost a game this year. And you're right. I and mean, it's one of those things. Uh, you're playing the best team in 4A, but you're playing them at your place. You're playing them at home with the emotion, with the crowd, with the familiarity. And so, you know, if you're a, a player, if you're a coach, you know, you've laid awake at night dreaming about a night like this. <laughs> and and now, now you get a chance to play it. But East Central – uh, is really dominant. Uh, they, they run the ball at you. Uh, they can they can score. Uh, it's hard to score against them. Uh, having won it a year ago, you know, they had the experience, have some really solid kids coming back. But the Artesians have had a great season, and uh, they're yeah. hopeful clearly that it continue. But they'll have to get out, not take, uh, not turn it over, uh, not give up big plays. It's a, asking a lot against a team of East Central's caliber. Hey, Bob, Sectional 21, Lebanon and Brebuff and Ron Colley in Mooresville. This has not been a typical campaign for Ron Colley, especially stretch run-wise, to say the least. They get Mooresville tonight, Brebuff and Lebanon in two semifinal matchups. 
But these teams are evenly matched, John. That's what makes this, uh, you know, a pretty good night. I mean, Mike Dillon's going to be a Hall of Fame. If he's not already in it, he should be in the Hall of Fame coach. So you don't bet against him. Uh, This team has not performed, I know, to his expectations, but they're they're pretty good. Ron Colley, same thing. Uh, You know, I think you use it as a, a motivation with your group. Hey, look, we get a second chance to come into a tournament and prove to ourselves and other people that we're better than what we are. And so that's why I think with uh, with these four teams you mentioned, they're all pretty evenly matched and I think all trying to uh, to achieve the same goal is to turn around a season that hasn't gone the way they wanted and get a chance to do it in, in the sectional semifinals and what better way to prove yourself. Now I'll tell you what, 3A stacked Chittard, unblemished on the season. Garen, 8-2. and two. That's a hell of a matchup in the sectional semifinal round. You get uh, Boone Grove and Hanover Central up there near the, re- the regional armpit, which is a nice matchup. Heritage Hills, 9-1 and one in the south. Southridge, 7-3. and three. Tri-West at 9-1. and one. I mean, across the board, you've got some solid teams getting ready to play later on tonight in 3A, Bob. You do. The clearly the marquee game is the Chittard Garen Catholic matchup. Yeah. That's number one and number two. But uh, Nick Hart and his kids uh, down at Gibson Southern can throw it. Uh, have scored a lot of points against a lot of people. Heritage Hills, perennial power down in the southwestern part of the state, uh, playing a very good Southridge team as you pointed out. I'm intrigued by Hamilton Heights. They're so good defensively. They play McConaughey tonight, and Hamilton Heights has been. And they were on a five-game stretch earlier in the year where they didn't give up a point. And so uh, this is the kind of team you need to have when you're playing a tournament. Uh, maybe as good a game as there is in, in 3A as Lawrenceburg at Batesville as number nine versus number ten. Two pretty good uh, football teams. But, again, I still think you look at Chittard and Garen Catholic, the winner of that game I think has a great chance to win the 3A title or at least play for it. There it is. Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk. He's got you covered on the high school football landscape throughout the state tonight, of course. Sectional semifinal in football Friday night. Brought to you by your 14 Central Indiana Joe Childers run. CarX locations. That's CarX.com for that location nearest you. I know you're going to be busy tonight, man. Have a great one. Have a great tomorrow night as well. And we'll, we'll do it again on sectional Friday night with the finals next Friday, Bob. Thank you. Thanks, John. As always, thanks for having me. Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk right there. See, that's why I mentioned a little bit earlier, everything is so centralized tonight. you got a minute to come down here and hang with us. Ice cold Bud Light, your chance to win multi-pair of Saints Colts tickets. Man, close out your weekend strong. Maybe if you win, you can talk me into a little uh, bullseye event center action. We're going to be giving away some more passes here on the air as well. So get here. Hang with us. Back nine, Bud Light Blue Friday off of Morris. We're going to be here until 7 o'clock tonight. I did want to give a shout-out. I saw him walk in. <laughs> and Blake's probably going to be really unhappy but because he's not here. But I wanted to give a shout-out. This is from Andy. Make sure you say hi to the Ron Colley volleyball team. Uh, they're out here at back nine right now. I saw them all walk in a little bit earlier. They are playing in the semi-state down in Jasper coming up tomorrow. Um, and also to uh, Katie Smith. Katie Smith is out there as well. But um, Ron Colley volleyball team down in Jasper for the semi-state tomorrow. They're having a little unifying fun effort here on this second level with us. 
as uh, they're out there hitting some golf balls right now. So the best of luck to the Ron Colley volleyball team coming up tomorrow in Jasper. And uh, my son is going to be incredibly unhappy that he is not with me right now. I am sure. Quick break. We shall return. Top of the hour. Tony East. Get us an update on the timing of Rick Carlisle and that contract extension. I had a lot of people say, oh, man, you win a game and then they extend a coach. Uh, it was definitely more than that. We'll talk to Tony East about that. And, of course, the matchup tomorrow night for the Pacers in Cleveland. Tony's going to join us at the top of the hour. Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers as well. Again, back nine, Bud Light Blue Friday on what is a fantastic Friday here in central Indiana. Got Saints-Colts tickets to give away. Don't miss it. Get here now. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Man, I am John, and I am so glad that you're with us. Let's hit to be square. You know what? Huey Lewis, I think he's got a hearing issue. I don't think he's able to perform any longer. But... That was a good show back in the day right there. Seriously, Huey Lewis of the News put on a great show. And a lot of these shows, it depends on the amount of songs in your catalog as to what you have. And he has got a, that's me right there. He has got a ton of songs in his catalog. But unfortunately, he developed a hearing issue. I don't know if it's similar to that of Brian Johnson of ACDC or what. But uh, that is highly unfortunate. JMV Takeover coming up tomorrow night. It is our Halloween celebration, our Halloween party. I'm assuming that a lot of you are having a Halloween party, right? You're having that on uh, the 28th, which is tomorrow night because it falls during the week. So you don't have to worry about, you know, getting a DJ. And then that's going to be all jacked up if you do that. Don't do that. Let me do it. Or let us do that for you tomorrow night. And the sound, the voice of one Sammy Terry will be a part of our annual Halloween party tomorrow on the JMV Takeover, 6 until midnight on B105.7. All right, 4.30, John Hendricks for Sports Illustrated covers the Saints. We'll see if we can get the lowdown on what's been the issue so far, both sides of the football for Dennis Allen's team. But on the other side, Tony East, Rick Carlisle got an extension. We want to talk about that. That was after that night number one victory over Washington. And then we'll talk about the Cavaliers coming up. And, oh, by the way, the stomach bug, evidently, Tyrese Halliburton has going on right now. Tony East coming up on the other side. We're at the back nine. Bud Light Blue Friday. We're looking for you here. Saints-Colts tickets. 
We have four pair to give away while we're here. Fans Place and Tony Donnie, you can do that too. Don't miss it. Join us here, back nine, 93.5107.5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. We have the Holy Hand Grenade. Yes, of course. The Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. Right. One, two, five. Please, uh, three. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Oh, look at James going with the safety dance. That is a Canadian band right there known as Men Without Hats. James, did you know James... Actually, hold the phone right here. I'm not going to ask James. I'll ask our next guest. Hey, back nine with our good friends here at Bud Light. Bud Light Blue Friday with multi-pair Saints Colts tickets to give away. So get here on this glorious afternoon, and we'll hit some balls as well. Get here. Back nine off of Morris with 93.5 and 107.5, the fam. Uh, meantime, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, I decided not to put James on the spot here, but from a variety of things, Locked On Pacers, uh, Channel 13, it's our good friend Tony East who does a great job covering the Pacers. Did you recognize that re-entry song, Tony? The, sa- the safety book? Yes. Of course I did. I'm not that young. It, is that a one-hit wonder? Oh. <sighs> I think so. I would say so. They had a song, and I blank you not on this, in 87, 88, maybe 1988. You can play this whenever you you stop educating us when we're done, called Pop Goes the World. That was a highly ranked and rated song back in 1988, I think it was. Pop Goes the World. So it is not, Men Without Hats is not a one-hit wonder. I uh, I have to trust you on all things music, I believe. I think that is a requirement. <laughs> Just trust me. The Canadian band Men Without Hats, not a one-hit wonder. And frankly, neither is Rick Carlisle. I mean, you can go to a variety of stops. Now the second time here, winning a title in Dallas, being in Detroit as well. Um, we'll get to the, the timing behind his extension in a second. But what I have found interesting, and I'm sure you have as well, is his evolution as a coach and how he's looking at things, how his teams play now versus the past. That's even more interesting, I think, than anything else, Tony, right now. Yeah, both how he's evolved stylistically and how he's evolved in terms of his focus with the team, right? Because, you know, we talked about it today. When he got here, they were trying to win, right? Brogdon, Sabonis, yeah. Lavert on that team. And, of course, it didn't go well. But the fact that he had to pivot to being a development coach, a culture setter coach, 
a guy trying to put a whole different team in positions to succeed. Like he's had to develop players before, obviously, but he was known for in Dallas and with the Pacers and Pistons more for his his being a tactician, being really good at adjusting mid game. And I think he's done a great job of pivoting to what this team needed in terms of development and his work with individual players. And of course, working with guys like Jason Kidd and Luca before made him very well equipped to handle someone like Tyrese Halliburton. And that change has made him the right coach for the Pacers to me these last couple of years. And you've seen it like a lot of guys have come to the Pacers as their second stop or third stop as young guys and gotten better very quickly. Right. Halliburton, Jalen Smith, Neesmith, to name a few, Toppin, they're trying that bet again this year. A lot of their young guys have gotten better pretty quickly here. And even Buddy Heald and McConnell had career years under Carlisle. So I think that's been the biggest change for me with him that's made him a great fit with this team is just how he's kind of evolved as a coach from what he used to be and what he used to be known as to the coach he is now. Tony East joins us, covers the Pacers. Pacers Cleveland coming up tomorrow, 1-0 and on the season after knocking off Washington on Wednesday night in the Gamebridge Fieldhouse home opener. Uh, so Tyrese Halliburton, you mentioned him, a stomach bug evidently. Is that going to keep him from playing, you think, tomorrow night? And is he kind of like me if you eat something green like lettuce, which I love eating salads. <laughs> you can't tell. But I love eating salads, and for whatever reason, it turns my stomach upside down. Is What's the culprit here with this stomach bug, and is it going to be long-lasting? Hard to say. He did not practice today, we learned. Um, but they're hopeful he can play tomorrow. He's listed questionable. You just never know with, with stomach bugs. Maybe you hit the restroom yeah. at the right time, and all of a sudden you're good to go. Uh, that's obviously a significant thing, given the Pacers – identity and the fact that they're playing a much better team tomorrow night so we don't have a ton of details on it he's sick uh i think the pacers hope it's food poisoning because that could certainly pass faster than some other things but uh we don't have too many details on what it is someone replied yeah, to me on I'm, Twitter I'm, when i reported that and they said tyria and it made me laugh quite hard so you can hear these terrible yeah, well, yeah, tire, yes well and and i don't understand in terms of nba marketing why they don't market to those brand names out there that deal with, I'll call it, stomach inflammation. Because <laughs> right. we, we know this, you can puke on the sideline, you, you know, whatever, but if you've got diarrhea, you're not playing. <laughs> so, I mean, there's <laughs> right. nothing you can do about that. So, I don't you know why, like, Imodium or something like that wouldn't be a major sponsor because these guys <laughs> got to get out there and play every night. God, I never know what we're going to get into when I, when I answer the phone. Just <laughs> that. Uh, well, like yeah, one hit wonders know. from Canada and diarrhea was exactly what you're thinking about <laughs> when we called you. <laughs> so, yes, uh, that, is, that is problematic. Hopefully he can. I do want to double back to Wednesday night. I said this, and, you know, a lot of people suggested, hey, you know, Washington stinks. Now, I know the Pacers gave up 39, but they managed defensively things quite well, especially in the quarters that mattered after that. The fourth quarter was a runaway and hide scenario, but, you know, under 30 in the second, under 30 in the third, that was much better. But I thought the Pacers did this, and that was against that team. You treat them how you should treat them. You run away and you hide. You beat them down. You put up 143. So I just thought the Pacers did their job, if for nothing else, on Wednesday night. I agree. And I also have pointed to the quality of opponent. But they did a lot of stuff that it doesn't matter who they would have played, right? Like 
Yeah, they made yeah. 20 threes, but did they did they take a bad three all night? Like, they were all either someone you're okay taking pretty much any three or wide yep. open, and they never turned it over. They had 12 total. They only had two turnovers in the second half, right? Like, that's something you can focus on every game. And they scored 143, and they barely got to the foul line. They only took 12 free throws. I think yep. last season they took that few, like, five times total. So they had actually a lot of stuff they can do better <laughs> if you look at that. So, yeah, of course they're not going to make 23s every game, or else they might go 82-0, and 0, but they played really well in a lot of other ways that are repeatable, and I think they figured something out defensively with how they started mixing and matching with, you know, once that bench group started to go on a tear early in that second quarter, and, you know, I think they're going to have to work through a ton of kinks defensively still. That first quarter was discouraging, yeah. and they were playing the Wizards, but – at least they hit the ground and got things going in the second quarter when they were running. And I think it was an encouraging start, even though, yes, opponent quality uh, certainly a factor. You know, Tony, the other thing that I, I thought that they recovered from, you talk about giving up 39 in the first quarter, but they were turning it over at a high rate, much like they had yeah. done in the preseason. And it seemed like that they, they curbed that as the game went along Wednesday night, too. Definitely cleaned up the passing. Like they have a lot of guys who they're asking to keep the ball moving, who you don't think of as like a creator with the ball in their hand. But you know, Buddy Heald had I think five assists. Ben Matherin had five assists. Like those guys kept it moving. They would navigate around the screen and pass it off to the right guy. I think they had 38 assists, which would have been a season high last year. They did it in the first game this year. So you know, they were look getting good looks because the ball was popping and not sticking with anybody and. To do that while also not throwing a ton of errant passes is pretty hard, um, especially, you know, their whole goal is to get the other defense to rotate. Well, you over-rotate once, you can have one bad turnover, one dribble off your leg, none of that. They were really sharp with the ball for a lot of the game. And the first six minutes certainly are something that I want to dive back into more of because what led to that? Was it just first game jitters? Or was there more pressure? Did they have to settle in? Who knows? I think we'll learn more about that against the Cavs, who were the best defensive team in the league last year. But – yeah, only having 12 the whole game is something that they – if they can repeat that every game, they'll be thrilled. All right. I know everything evolves, man, during a really long NBA season. How much of these rotational minutes do you think will evolve from what we had witnessed in night number one? And then I said this yesterday. There's going to be a point in time, and maybe it's going to be multiple, Tony – but a point in time when they need the value of T.J. McConnell on the floor, off the bench. Maybe they got some dead-ass guys. Maybe they're tired. Maybe the energy isn't there. But they're going to call upon him, and he's going to provide that, which I still believe will be necessary. So it's just a matter of time. But I think to me, with, with T.J. McConnell offering up what he can off the bench at some point, it's a matter of when and not if. You agree? Yeah, I think he'll, like, if there's injuries, he'll get in there for sure. He's the 10th guy in theory in that game. He was, you know, he was the first of the reserves to get some run, the big ovation from the crowd. And what he does is just something that, like, what I talk about with him a lot is Halliburton can really pass and get to the rim and make a defense rotate around. And Andrew Demhart did well at that on Wednesday, but McConnell last year was the only other guy who could kind of be, like, speedy with the ball and put pressure on the rim and, let the Pacers play their style. I feel like that's important is being able to not sacrifice your identity when you have your bench group in there. So I think he'll get some chances to play this year. We got to talk to him at practice today, right? And his whole career, he's kind of had to fight through situations like this, right? Like he went undrafted and had to prove he was an NBA quality player. And first time he came to the Pacers, he was the third string point guard behind Aaron Holiday, proved that he should play then. So I think that 
when I predicted the rotation before the season, I had basically the group they had on Wednesday, except I did have Jarris Walker getting some time. So I'm not stunned he's he's the first guy on the outside, but uh, they only played nine. We'll see how many of balls as the season goes on. There'll be injuries. There'll be reasons to change given matchups. He'll get his minutes as they can. They're fully healthy as the Pacers have kind of settled in. They played a lot of their younger guys, and Andrew Nemhard looked great at the one. It's hard to pull him out of that situation. I think that yeah. this is what we're going to see from the healthy Pacers going forward. Uh, Tony East, again, covers the Pacers. That's uh, at SI Pacers, at Forbes Sports, at WTHR.com, at Locked On Pacers, basically everywhere via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. How interesting of a gauge do you think Cleveland's going to be tomorrow night? And I'll give it to you twofold. They have, if not an elite-level player in the backcourt, near, actually two. If you want to combo those guys up between Garland and Mitchell, um, you probably aren't going to find two better guys in that backcourt actually on the same team. And then they offer something that not a lot of other teams offer up, and that's a pair of big dudes that play in the style most of the time what normal big dudes might on the low block in both Mobley and Allen. What most interests you about this early season matchup for the Pacers and a really good early season gauge in Cleveland tomorrow night? Yeah, you kind of nailed both of the things that I think are really interesting. We'll see if Allen plays. He missed their first game, and they're actually on a back-to-back. They play tonight before tomorrow, too, so we'll see if yeah. Allen's available for the Pacers game. But if he does, right, that was a big problem the Pacers had with his Cavs team last year is their size was just overwhelming, and it makes sense. Yeah. Their size is overwhelming against everybody. Mobley can guard on the perimeter, and he's huge, and Allen's tough to – to topple down low. So they've really struggled with their, their size. They could bring in big guys off the bench too. Dean Wade, other guys that they, they have, um, uh, Damian Jones now down there to back up big Tristan Thompson, Pacers legend now on that team too. Like they've got size, uh, on that Cavs team. So that's something the Pacers have struggled with. We'll see how they respond to that and the lane being more clogged and then how they defend that backcourt that you alluded to, right? All NBA last year. Darius Garland, a really special player. He, like, he's got a rare combination of shooting and passing. So how do they line up, right? Who does Halliburton guard? Is it going to be Max Struess? Is he going to be more off the ball? And then they put Bruce Brown and Matherin on those two, you know, all-star level guys. Or does Halliburton get one of the all-stars himself and then someone else is somewhere else? I think we'll learn a lot about how the Pacers hope that backcourt can defend. And that's kind of the point of Bruce Brown's addition, right, is that he can take some of those harder matchups. So, where does Matherin slot in? How, where is he at defensively? I think it's a big question we'll have answered. And they play the Cavs four times, right? If they're able to keep up with them last year, they were fourth in the East. That's a very telling sign early in the season for this Pacers team. Well, and the Cavaliers beat, uh, you, you mentioned a back-to-back at home for Cleveland tonight and tomorrow night. Tomorrow night against the Pacers, but they beat Brooklyn the other night. Donovan Mitchell had 10 in the fourth, 10 of his 27. Um, and they were down six, and I think in the final two minutes and came back. And yeah. you know, Brooklyn did a lot of whacked-out things that helped them win, <laughs> but ultimately Cleveland got Cleveland got that win. I, I, I kind of look at it as I want this Pacer team to get better defensively, and that means some of their dudes have to get better defensively. And let's talk about Tyrese Halliburton. I don't know if I've ever heard it, but you cover this team all the time. Is, is he a guy – that will talk about wanting the responsibility at guarding the best that the opposition has to offer in a backcourt on a given night? Yeah, they've never really talked about him in that way, right? In fact, his strength defense, and this comes from his offense, right? Like, he reads the game better than everybody else on the floor. The other nine guys, he reads the game better. So on defense, he's good off the ball because he kind of recognizes what's going on 
and what the Cavs are trying to run or where everybody's trying to stand. Like, he can recognize the pattern of the game really well. So his positioning on defense is really good, and he's quick. That's why he gets a lot of steals, right? And that helps the Pacers get into transition, which is good. But on the ball, you know, his lateral foot speed's not a strength, and he's not the strongest guy, so he's not as good at that. And I think they know that, and it's part of why Bruce Brown's addition helps them so much. It lets Halliburton be not the guy on the ball all the time, but there is also the element of, like, some stars just taking that matchup and taking it personally is a big leadership thing for their team and what it means for the rest of the guys on their roster following suit. That's been big for the Bucks with Giannis. KD's done that a lot in the past. So uh, I, we'll see if Halliburton ever becomes that guy. I don't think he is that right now, though. So, uh, Tony East, who joins us, why the timing after that first win over the Wizards and the extension for Carlisle? We all knew that it was coming, but was timing even a thought when that went down yesterday? Uh, I think it sounds like they were talking about it before the season from talking to Rick earlier today. Yeah, I mean, there were. I, I don't know the exact reasons they decided now was the time to do it, but the, the two theories I have thought about is, one, you know, you never want your coach to be on an expiring contract. They, you know, people who refer to as a lame duck coach all the time. It's a tough situation, like if someone's coaching for their job or there's more pressure that's Maybe unnecessary, especially if the two parties know they want to continue together. And Carlisle originally has signed a four-year deal. That was the reporting, at least, back in 2021. So if next year would have been his last year, but they knew they wanted it to go beyond that, then there's no point of just waiting and not doing it. Do it now. Get right. Get the extension. Get it over with. Don't have to think about it. And I have no idea if he had any option years on his contract or anything like that. And the other thing is, right, the coaching market changed a little bit. This summer, Monty Williams got so much money from the Pistons. I forget the other one. There was one more coach that got a nice contract this summer. And I, I think the coaching market's changing a little bit, which could lead to some of these extensions or bigger deals in the future. Again, I have no idea what Carlisle got financially or in terms of years, but there's a lot of talk about what Ty Lue could get next summer in, in L.A. and what Steve Kerr is going to get with Golden State. You know, you never know what this stuff of Carlisle being so well-respected and being the right coach for this team. It just made sense now to do it with all those factors at play. Hey, Tony, does Bruce Brown fit like a, a great puzzle piece with this roster right now as well as it appeared in night number one? <laughs> it's hard to imagine a better debut, right? Because the thing that, that he – he doesn't lack shooting, but no one thinks of him as a shooter. He's never made more than four in a game until Wednesday. <laughs> he couldn't miss, right? Like, well, they didn't really come out and challenge him too much. I'm assuming in the future <laughs> they will. <laughs> no kidding yeah and he's like he's got the experience with a really good passer which isn't like like once you play with him once you get it but being ready all the time like you see it sometimes with the hawks there'll be new guys playing with trey young and like they're not ready for a pass and it just flies out of bounds right bruce brown played with Jokic last year so he's ready to play with ty and keep his hands up and be ready for the pass anytime and yeah the thing of that strikes you about him and what makes him such a good fit with the pacers is he doesn't suck at anything, right? He's a good off-ball defender. He's a good on-ball defender. He can handle the ball. He played backup point guard for the Pistons and Nuggets. He played center for the Brooklyn Nets somehow, so he's a decent screener for regard. He's a good enough shooter. He's a good enough passer. Like, not really any position you'd put him in, and you'd think that you're just – he's not going to give you something, right? His activity, he's a smart player. So, I wouldn't – it's hard to say that he – you know, maybe on-ball defense is this thing – like, I, it's hard to point to an elite skill that he has, except for maybe that on-ball defense, but he's so good at so many things that he does feel like a glove in any lineup, right? They, he was with the second unit a lot on Wednesday because 
he was the secondary ball handler with Andrew Nemhard. But then when he was with the starters, it was like, yeah, go stand in the corner and make threes and shoot. And he did both very well. So I don't think it's reasonable to expect him to hit six threes every game or even attempt eight. But if he can just fit with any group and be that level of player, I think he's going to give value to this team literally every day. I, I think you can certainly see the defining roles individually here with this group, especially those that are coming off the bench. And one of those would be Buddy Heald. And we have talked about this before. And one of the reasons why I think he is of such significant value here or anyplace else is obviously his elite level knockdown shooting. But you saw it again a number of times. Nothing discombobulated that second unit of Washington more than trying to tag and know where Buddy Heald was and whether he was shooting it and knocking it down, he got into a rhythm doing that. Or if he made an extra pass and got guys wide open looks, I think that is going to be a key against second units around the the NBA in which Heald and this Pacers squad can take full advantage of. This is my one of my favorite plays of the game Wednesday. Kyle Kuzma scores a layup, and the Wizards take two seconds to celebrate some points. They're down by five, I think, in the second quarter. And then Buddy Heald and Tyreek Halliburton just sprint up and they hit a three four seconds later yeah. after a made basket, right? Like because they forgot about Buddy Heald for one second in transition, and you can hear watching the broadcast Wes Untel yelling "ball, ball," and, and no one stopped him. They, they lost him for a second, right? You can't do that with Buddy Heald, and so when he's out there, even if he's just running around, not even touching the ball, it's four on four, right? We've talked about this all the time, and so was, I, I was curious in the offseason, and it's only been one game, but you know, he, him and Halliburton have awesome chemistry, so what would it look like in the moments when they're not together this year? Can they both be as spectacular as they are? I don't have as many questions about Halliburton being spectacular, but can Heald really be that guy without one of the best passers next to him? Well, in the first game, yeah, he was. Right, he hit the threes. Him and Nemhard linked up well. He was still a threat on the offensive end. And like I said, the five assists, like when he caught it on the move, he made good passes, he made good reads, he made the shots. Like, start to ask more of Buddy Heal in the game like that. Certainly, of course, the defensive side is going to be question marks for him for a while. But if he can shoot like that and, and affect the defense in the way he did, he's going to be a valuable player for this team. Boy, we've seen Jalen Smith in closing here stake his claim to that backup role and then push that thing up a notch in night number one, did we not? We did. Uh, we got to the center position. It's not a Pacers season until JMV's responding to people about Miles Turner. I didn't think we'd ever talk about the center. No, you, did, you see, did you see that the other night, by the way? Literally, it, it was, the first three minutes of the game. The first three <laughs> minutes of the game. But th- this guy this guy is a complete crank, and I think he just sends it any, anyway. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the first three minutes of the game. I think Miles started 0 of 3, and then I got that in the first three minutes of the game. <laughs> It's one, of the great joy, it's one of the great joys of Pacers season for me. Um, yeah, Jalen Smith earned it, right? Like, that's what they talked about with the backup center spot in preseason yeah. and camp was someone will earn it. They will play the best. And, of course, we can't see practice. We can only see games. But in the games, he was far and away the best backup five. Like, he was better than Jackson. He's better than Tice. He didn't miss in Houston. Yeah, I think he only missed once in one of their other preseason games. And his rebounding was great. And then last night, you know, you wonder, because consistency's kind of been a thing for him his whole career, can he keep doing it? Heck yeah, five for six from the field, 13 points, eight rebounds, did well enough around the basket defensively. Like, that's what they need him to be. And if he can if he can shoot this year, I don't know if he'll be as good as he was that stretch with the Pacers right when he got traded here. But if he can make a third of his threes this year, that would just, like, he can do at a lower level still, but he can do a lot of stuff Turner does, and all of a sudden, 
The thing yeah. I said earlier about playing the same identity that they do, you know, whatever point guards in, they don't have to change as much with Smith in for Turner. Like, yeah, he's not as good as Turner, but he can do a lot of the same stuff stylistically in a way that you can keep playing your style. And I think that matters a lot. So yeah, he's certainly earned this role. He's played the best of those guys. He continued that against Washington. And I think he can keep it up, but consistency has been his thing. If he makes his shots though, that's going to be great for this team. I'll tell you what, if he can stretch it out like that and make those threes as he did, uh, that changes a dynamic completely for he and his game. And it also changes the dynamic because I'll get a lot of people saying, you know what, Smith needs to start over Turner. So I also embrace that coming up. So that that could very well be the case. Uh, Tony East has got you at SI Pacers at Forbes Sports at WTHR.com at Locked uh, Locked On Pacers, I should say. Tony East on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Enjoy that game coming up tomorrow night. I'm sure we'll catch up next week, too. But I am so stinking glad basketball is back. It has been so refreshing since Tuesday when it officially got underway. The Pacers on Wednesday. And then, you know, those two games were outstanding last night, man. I'm glad it's back. Uh, Me, too. I mean, it's hard because... I had to keep up with the Phillies, but they got eliminated on opening night of the NBA, so now I don't have to worry about my baseball team anymore. It's all NBA for me. I'm excited. (laughs) Tony, I appreciate it, man. We'll do it again soon. You got it. Take care. Thanks for having me. He is Tony East right there, covers the Pacers via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. We got Sydney, Sienna, and Dev with me, James, back in the studio. This is a great spot. If you've not been here, it is called Back Nine. And it's a Bud Light Blue Friday. I've got multi-pair of Saints Colts tickets, and they're just wanting you to get here or sign up to win them. Just begging you to get here and sign up to win them. If you're even going out to a football game or whatever tonight, stop here beforehand, win some tickets, and then go. Back nine, Bud Light Blue Friday. John Hendricks covers the Saints for SI John's going to give us the lowdown on why things have not been as expected to this point down in the Big Easy. John's going to join us on the other side again. Don Fisher in the 5 o'clock hour. Back nine. Bud Light Blue Fridays on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. Excuse me, Robo. Any special message for all the kids watching at home? Stay out of trouble. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. We are live today at the Back Nine Bud Light Blue Friday. I've got multi-pair of Saints Colts tickets to give away while we're here. I give a shout-out to Ron Colley. Their volleyball team is here right now. They're playing. I know. I just, yes. I'm, Ron, Ron Colley gets Castle tomorrow down in Jasper. There you go. 530. See, I've done my homework on that, too. 
Actually, I have a kid that goes to Ron Colley, so I know a little bit more than what they even know around here, too. But back nine on a Bud Light Blue Friday, we've got multi-pair of Saints Colts tickets to give away. I want you to get out here, join us. We're here until 7, of course, at 6 o'clock. I've got Colts happy hour for you. I will tell you this. I guess we're supposed to get some weather coming in on Sunday. And I know Joe Wrights, the former offensive lineman, is firmly against this. But from what I have heard, we are going to be, instead of in touchdown town from 10 until noon, I think we're going to be up in the press box from 10 until noon coming up on Sunday. So I don't know who, I don't know how Colin with the Colts is going to bring me my Bloody Mary up in there. I've got to smuggle that bad boy in. But... Yeah, the weather is not supposed to be great. We'll see, right? We'll see. But that is uh, the word as of right now for Sunday. But still, I can get you into the Bullseye Event Center, all you can eat, all you can drink. And uh, hopefully you can win some tickets to go to that game on Sunday here at the back nine off of Morris with Bud Light on a Blue Friday. But on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, got a a couple of teams in this case with a lot of mystery. I just think that there's more mystery going in to that of what we have seen or not seen out of the Saints to this point. And at John J. Hendricks, you can find him in the social media platform X. He also writes uh, at Saints News, Fan Nation, SI.com. John Hendricks joins us. You got your finger on the pulse of what hasn't gone right compared to the expectations that you had, maybe others had about this football team, especially offensively at the beginning of the season. Now we're a couple of months deep into the campaign. Yeah, I think it's fingers at this point, not just one finger, you know what I mean? Because it's just a a wealth of things that are just kind of wrong right now. And look, again, I think we had a lot higher expectations coming into the season. I know I did. Um, Really, the biggest problems are this third down and this red zone. And, and if they could at least be half or better than what they are, they would be in a different boat. But, you know, as far as it goes, a lot of it's execution, a lot of it's miscommunication. It's just basic football that seems to be beating this team. So John Hendricks joins us. He covers the Saints on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Highline. You know, obviously, John, we always start with the quarterback. We do, you do. Um, compared to what the feeling was before the start of the season regarding Derek Carr, where is that feeling among those in the fan base presently? They're very restless right now, and I think that's the biggest thing to take away is that, you know, you thought this was going to be a lot different product of what's out there. You've got a lot of talent, guys like Chris Olave, Michael Thomas. They upgraded in the tight end room. They upgraded in wide receiver spot. They upgraded in a lot of areas, but, you know, the offensive line had their fair share of struggles start the season, but they've kind of figured things out, even though they've kind of been a patchwork type of line. But, you know, a lot of this hinges on the quarterback play. And, and you know, right now I think fans are very restless. They're very uh, pessimistic when it comes to Derek Carr and what, what things are going on. But, you know, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. They're at the bottom of the league in red zone. They're bottom of the league in third down. You know, scoring-wise, they're not getting the 20 points a game. There's 11 teams that are still worse than them right now. But, you know, it's a challenge right now, and a lot of it hinges on number four. But, you know, they, they're hopefully hopefully, and uh, very cautiously optimistic going into this weekend. They're not anywhere near, right, making a decision to go to the backup. I want to be clear on that, yeah. correct? No, no, they're definitely not there. I, I don't think we'll get okay. to that point either. I think that uh, – the way things are playing out right now, a lot of, of, of heat has been put on 
Pete Carmichael Jr., their offensive coordinator. And, and look, I think that they've done a pretty good job of moving the football. It's just that execution when it counts. That's been their biggest problem right now. All right, John, a, a little bit more about this matchup, too, you know, in terms of, of Derek Carr and, and obviously Chris Olave. And, and we all noticed this because it was pointed out. We know Chris Olave got arrested. We know the, the circumstances behind that. But when things don't go according to expectations, and then especially when you get the quarterback yelling at the wide receiver to run, not running the route right, even though the quarterback threw it nine miles out of bounds, how is all of that stuff going over in that locker room? Well, it's much better. They handled a lot of that stuff on Tuesday. Uh, you know, as, as far as, as Monday and Tuesday they used, you know, it wasn't until Tuesday they actually started diving into the Colts film and such. And so, look, Derek Carr, I mean, he took a lot of ownership of it and a lot of respect there just because he said, you know, I can't let my emotions, you know, boil over like that and show. And he took it upon himself to, to kind of, FaceTime his teammates, FaceTime everybody, and just kind of everybody got it out, right? Is, is that, you know, what's the, what's, you know, what are you feeling like? You know, and then let's just talk about it and talk through that. So I think they got a lot of the, the things out. And of course, they're going to keep a lot of that in house. But again, the words are good and everything that we've heard, it's been like that all season. And, and, and truth be told, they're a couple of plays away from being a much better team at maybe five and two or even six and one. But you know, I think they believe that they've solved everything in-house from top down. And, you know, again, it's going to be interesting to see how they actually respond on Sunday. It's a John Hendricks covers the Saints with us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Uh, James Hurst, along that offensive line, um, is, is somebody from here locally from Plainfield High School back in the day. Um, what is, is his status for his return back to Indy coming up on Sunday? Well, he's just one of uh, the only player that's been ruled out this week. He's not ready to go with that ankle injury, although he is making some okay. good strides to, in the right direction. But they have nine players that are questionable going into Sunday. But he's the only one ruled out, which is kind of a, a little bit of a miracle in itself, the way this team's health has gone this year. I, how has the offensive line been to this point, John, of the season for the Saints? Well, you know, like I said, they struggled early on in the year. And, you know, the first couple of games, they just weren't good. And, you know, that was one of their strengths last year. You had the, the most of the continuity there. Trevor Penning was expected to be a, a lot better at left tackle. And, you know, unfortunately, he got benched. And he's taking it well. And he's going to develop a good bit. And that's when they kicked out James Hurst, the left tackle. And they're using veterans like Max Garcia at left guard. And against the uh, Jaguars, they had a lot of guys because Ramchek was out with a concussion. But, you know, I say all that to say that they, they definitely aren't the problem um, when it comes to things. I think they're doing a pretty good job. I think when it comes to playing the Colts, you'll see kind of a, a similar setup where you're going to have maybe Andres Pete out at left tackle and Max Garcia at left guard, and then their right side in middle is going to be the same guys. But, but they can create some running lanes. They can handle some pressure, but they're going to be tested a good bit against this Colts defense. He's definitely not one to play around with. You know, John, Foster Moreau has gone through so much. Uh, and he also went through on the field the situation that nobody that's ever been thrown a pass wants to have to go through. Unfortunately, some ultimately do. Uh, what has been team-wise and individually speaking, and, and again, a dude that has been through so much health-wise to this point, what's been the response for him individually and for his teammates? Well, you know, falling in the game, I mean, he, he took it about as hard as anybody I've ever seen in a locker room take it. And, you know, look, the bottom line is his teammates did rally around him. And, and the truth be told, a lot of them said the same thing. 
it shouldn't have come down to that one play, right? And they looked really – I mean, it looked like crap in the first half. Let's just call it for what it is. And they were able to rally in the second half. But, again, their third down, they were three, three of 18 on third down. And red zone, they were only two of four. And so, again, the way things played out defensively, they started sluggish in the first half. And so, again, there's a lot of hands dirty in this. And, and Foster's a really good guy in the locker room, really well-respected. But I think that's been the consensus is, look, man, this is bigger than football. Uh, obviously, and the things that he's beaten in his life, that's, that means a lot more. But, you know, his teammates have, have really picked him up, and he's in really good spirits this weekend. Uh, I'm expecting him to have a much better bounce-back game. So John Hendricks covers the Saints on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Uh, the matchup on Sunday features the Saints and the Colts at 1 o'clock start at Lucas Oil Stadium. You can, of course, hear the game right here. We mentioned the heat from the fan base that's on the quarterback, Derek Carr. How much of that heat is presently on the offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael? Yeah, I think it's uh, sizzling probably. I think Pete Carmichael's probably taking the brunt of the struggles right now, you know, because, again, he's a guy that's been – in this system for a long time and he's learned from Sean Payton. It's a lot of Sean Payton offense that they're running right now. And so look, a lot of people are calling for a change and you got a guy like Ronald Curry who was a quarterback in this league and a wide receiver and such. And so he's, he's a well and kind of waiting and saying, okay, you, you've done this. With you. I think we've seen kind of the same offense for three years now is that, you saw it post Drew Brees. It was a struggle with Sean Payton. You saw it post Sean Payton, a struggle with Pete Carmichael with the quarterback carousel. And now you're seeing it again with Derek Carr. He brought in as a, a highly paid free agent and it's, was supposed to just come in and manage games and, and put up more than 20 points a game. But, you know, I think he's taking a lot of heat right now. And, and look, he can take it, right? I mean, he knows he has to be better. And he's going to say that, number one. But, you know, I think his play calling has been pretty good. It's just – that red zone in, in some of the area, and if you look at it, like against the Jaguars, some of their personnel just getting lined up or their formations, it seems like they might be doing too many things with complexity because they lead the league in, in their formational looks. And so, again, he's, he's hopefully going to get it together, but a lot hinges on him having the right play calls at the right time with Derek Carr being able to execute Hey, John, Pete Warner is another local indie product here playing linebacker. Uh, how has he been with, with a group that's been really talked about a lot? It seems like if you're not talking about Cam Jordan, you're talking about somebody on the back end in that secondary of this defense. But his level of play from what you've witnessed so far this year. I think he's one of the most underrated, overlooked players in the league right now. And, and the thing is, I think he's playing outstanding. He's got a lot on his plate, you know, playing alongside Demario Davis. But, you know, I, I said that going into this year. The Saints defense, it definitely had the, the potential to be a top 10 unit, even better than that. And we're seeing a lot of really good things from them. But they have a lot of guys that nobody knows who they are, right? And you know the Cam Jordans, you know Tyron Matthew, you know Demario Davis. But outside of that, those are a lot of guys in that, on that team and that defense that you just don't really know too much about or haven't heard too much about. But, look, Pete Warner's playing exceptionally uh, good football right now. Uh, look, against the Jaguars, he actually had the green dot. He was getting a lot of the communication because Demario Davis is dealing with the knee issues, and so he's really only being used on first and second down with Zach Bond going in on third. But Pete Warner's the guy that's on the field for the bulk of the, the defensive plays, and He's a big reason why, you know, they, they, they do what they do defensively and can, can not get, allow things to get off to the edge. And he just does so many things well for this team. So he's definitely very underrated and underappreciated, in my opinion. 
Hey, John, before I let you go, too, we often have this phrase of, hey, it is the AFC South, so it's still doable no matter what. Do you have the same phrase covering the Saints? It's still the NFC South, so it's still doable considering the Saints right now three and four? Yeah, it must be something with those South divisions, and we're just we're going through it, too. But, you know, I, I think <laughs> yeah. so is that, you know, Atlanta has got some issues. Tampa's got some issues. New Orleans has some issues. And, look, the bulk of this is not going to come down to this back half of the schedule. The Saints have a lot of NFC South opponents on their back half. And, you know, that's really where it's going to be won. And I don't know that the NFC is that real strong of a conference outside, maybe Philly, San Francisco, and Detroit. But, you know, I don't know if you get two NFC South teams in in the postseason this year. I think it's possible. Division is very much up for grabs right now. And it's one of those that somebody's got to – come to the table and be ready to take it. Hey, John, man, fantastic work, too, and especially with some of the, the local flavor that went through high school around here. Always interesting to see those stories evolve. John Hendricks, again, Saints lead writer, reporter at Saints News, Fan Nation, SI.com. He's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the game, John. Thank you very much for the time. Thank you for having me, guys. Look forward to going up to Andy. Great place. That is John Hendricks right there. That's good. I love talking about the local products. You guys remember, right? When I, I've told this story before, oh, when um, the, uh, what's his, the, the red ass for Baltimore, I can't even remember his name right now, the general manager, when he, he yelled at Chris Hagan, it was supposed to be at me. It was because of our former colleague, Conrad Brunner, and it was about James Hurst when James played out of Plainfield High School for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. I'm not going to go back into that story now, but that is certainly of legend here at the station and in Indy. Back nine, the location. Thank you so much for joining us. Harley D is in the house. We've got tickets to give away for Sunday. Multi-pair and a lot more coming up, including the voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher. Don, coming up at the top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. The Windshuler Spreadable Cheeses Lounge via YouTube Live, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta. Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back on a Bud Light Blue Friday. We're at back nine. A lot of our good friends are here right now. We're looking for you, too. This would be Europe and the final countdown, courtesy of James. JMV takeover tomorrow night. We're going to celebrate with our annual Halloween party tomorrow night. 
The voice of Sammy Terry will be often heard tomorrow night. B1057-6 until midnight, the JMV takeover this afternoon. Our location is at the back nine off of Morris. I don't know, is this like, a, is this White River Parkway right here? I don't know what that is right there. But Morris is out front. I mean, listen, you can see, what is this right here? Do- yeah, Dover or Drover? Drover. It's Drover. Drive past it all the time, getting out of here. Drover it is. So we're off of Drover officially, but Morris is right out here out front. Honestly, if you see uh, these big nets and these big poles and you don't know this is back nine, then I don't know about you anyway. It's easy to find, easy to get in. They have great food here. A shout-out to my man. I don't know if I'm going to see Danny Hayes. It's interesting. we got a bunch of Ron Colley volleyball girls having some fun right now. they got to go down to Jasper and play in the semi-state against Castle coming up tomorrow. Um, Danny Hayes is also a Ron Colley person, much like uh, my son Blake is as well. And uh, Danny has been a part of this since uh, they got this constructed and underway here. It's just a fantastic venue. It is an all-encompassing entertainment venue. It's the back nine on a Bud Light Blue Friday. We would love to see you, especially if you're going out to a high school football sectional semifinal game this evening before you go. Maybe you can win some tickets as well to the game on Sunday here at the back nine. The World Series starts coming up later on tonight, 8.03. And it's probably not the matchup that people thought that they were going to get. Get the Diamondbacks and the Rangers. So the Rangers won 90, which was a hell of a lot better than two years ago, losing 101. The Diamondbacks, 84 and 78 on the year. But there is no argument to be made. The work that both have done, especially on the road when you think about it, you go back to that AL series, and it was all road wins. All road wins. All that work getting done on the road by the Rangers. And you watch what the Diamondbacks had to do as well to win out with a couple on the road. It was basically the same thing. So you've got two prime teams playing to the best of their ability. I know I sound like a salesman right here. I'm trying to sell this, or I should say sell this being interesting. But both of these teams have been incredibly fun to watch so far. I believe that's going to be more of the same. World Series best of seven. Game number one is in Arlington, Texas later on tonight. I believe it's called Globe Life Field. It is underway at 8.03. All right, there's Paul is in the house right here. Quick break, we'll come back. Me and Jake Query on the radio tomorrow together from Horseshoe, Indianapolis on arguably what is their biggest day of the year. I'll give you the time, how you can join us, how you can be a part of it. Jake and I together tomorrow. Tell you about that coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher, also on the way. IU and uh, Penn State, 10th-ranked Penn State coming up this weekend. We'll talk about that, maybe work in some basketball conversation with Don as well. Live from Back 9, Bud Light Blue Friday, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. 
brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. Well, you're going to have to say that. You're going to have to speak up because I can't hear you. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Yeah, we're live at the back nine today on a Bud Light Blue Friday. Thank you for joining us. Dev's the on-site engineer. Sydney and Sienna here. James back at the studio. What a glorious day it is in central Indiana. Come out, win some tickets. We got multi-pair for the Saints and Colts on Sunday. Pat Benatar leads us back in for the JMV Takeover. The Halloween party with Sammy Terry coming up tomorrow night on B105.7. Currently on the road, voice of the Hoosiers, every Friday right here at the 5 o'clock hour on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I'm assuming presently holed up in Crappy Valley, Pennsylvania, the side of Penn State. <laughs> Tenth-ranked Penn State in Indiana tomorrow at noon. Here's the voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher. Crappy Valley, right? Or Happy Valley? Happy? Oh, it's crappy. It's crappy. <laughs> yeah. I can I'm imagine. I'm happy boy today. I mean, here's what you have Uh-oh. to know, John. I, I, okay. For an hour today, I spent trying to figure out why. We had a uh, miscommunication with the hotel, apparently, and and uh, our company. And, uh, well, the miscommunication started with the fact that when they charged my credit card for our room, which they weren't supposed to do, it's supposed to go on the master bill, uh, my credit card company declined the charge because it was $2,040. <laughs> Um, and, and so therefore, um, I went up to the front desk and said, what's going on here? Well, that's the contract, uh, with Indiana university. I said, Oh, really? So apparently because they have so few hotel rooms in crappy Valley, uh, yes. it costs you big time when you come here to see a football game because they can get it because people yeah. will pay because they want to stay someplace close to state college. And there aren't very many hotels within you know, once you get outside the city limits here, there's probably not a hotel within an hour away. Uh, so they charge you sleep in the van tonight, or what? What the hell happens? No, we we got it straightened out. I mean, we're in a hotel oh. room, but that's about all I can say for it. <laughs> Holy crap! Well, I was going to joke a little bit bad about it, but I think you're. <laughs> that's not that's not a joking matter, right there. Did somebody get yelled at? Uh, no, there was no yelling, but there was Good. consternation on the face. <laughs> oh, no. So they charged over two grand on your credit card. Yes. Now, yes. And then I hate my to credit ask card this. was declined because yeah. my credit card was then. They, then the credit card company calls me, or not calls me, but they email me. Go, did you charge this amount of money? Because we think it's fraud. <laughs> <laughs> so then I got to call the credit card company. So literally, I spent an hour dealing with this stuff here this afternoon, of which I didn't need to deal with at all. But nevertheless, I did. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Well, um, well, yeah, that means the rest of this will be a lot better for you, right? I mean, maybe that means the rest of the trip will be, work out much better for you. 
Well, let's hope so. (laughs) 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 No, it's, it is what it is. I've had these, we've had these issues with hotels before, but not quite to this extent, not, not to a decline of my uh, credit card because of, they think it's fraud. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, and then to get there and find that out and you're right, there's no other place to go around there on a weekend like that. Is, is it homecoming weekend there? Uh, no, it's not homecoming. This is just a normal everyday week in the in the lives wow. of Penn Staters. <laughs> wow. Um, so how is, is that it normally is. handled? So how how is your accommodations normally handled? I, I never knew how that that went down. How does it? Well, this year we tried. We literally this year we tried to be put on the master bill with the Indiana University, and yeah. that hasn't worked out all that great either. Oh no! <laughs> nevertheless. But nevertheless, it's not. It's it's just a miscommunication thing at this point, and because it's new, because we've always paid for our own rooms. Uh, you know, everybody that's in my crew, uh, we've always paid for our own rooms, and then turned it in and expensed it to the company, to IU right. Sports Properties and to Learfield. But this year, they're trying trying to put us on the master bill with the so it's not confusing to. You know, we, we, we have to go. We're the only guys that go up and get our rooms charged to us when we go to a, a facility in the past. Now we're going to be on the master bill, and then they're going to charge everything at once to IU Sports Properties and Learfield. So, anyway, it, it, this is way off, off of talking points of what I should be talking about here. I'm just kind of passing along <laughs> because it's fun. <laughs> well, yeah, oftentimes this may be more entertaining to folks than actually talking about the product we have seen. So, yeah, I mean, Honestly, uh, <laughs> it may be, uh, maybe not the case, but maybe. Now, was Rhett in a similar situation? Oh, yeah. And and he got here. He flew in. You know, he flies in from L.A., so he gets here. Yeah. Uh, and he gets that. Uh, <laughs> he gets the charge in his credit card. And he went, what? <laughs> so, so he had a little issue with it, too. But uh, we straightened it all out, and I think everything's nice. going to be fine. You know. Well, uh, go out there and get yourselves a huge steak tonight um, and, uh, you know, charge that to somebody. <laughs> I think we'll try, we'll try to get Greg Kincaid, who's a former uh, SID at IU, who's now here at Penn State as their football SID. We might have to – and maybe we'll go to Pat Kraft and say, Pat, why don't you take care of this? <laughs> He's the AD. Well, I mean <laughs> – you, you, you could have slept. You guys all could have spent the night at the Bryce Jordan Center because there's never anybody in there. Oh, uh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you can use that joke very... later on tonight, okay? You have my permission. Yeah, well, use that joke yeah, later on tonight, yeah. I, I will say this. They actually had more fans show up last year than normal, but they still had the curtain on the upper deck. <laughs> they still had it drawn, well, so it's still well, not very now, good here. <laughs> Well, Mike is gone now, so you, you know it's, it's going to go right back down the tubes again. You know that. So uh, that's you, what's going to happen. Well, I don't really – I don't know what uh, – about last week, it's just kind of – unfortunately, at this point, is about par for the course, right, with, uh, with Rutgers and what, what you've seen. And it's not like the schedule gets any easier. Now you get number 10 Penn State, I'm sure, feeling like they're coming off uh, – uh, something where they need to uh, to get a little good feeling back. It's just always seems like week to week a tough situation for this program. 
Well, I don't think there's much question about that. And without a doubt, right now, this team is struggling big time. And, and somehow, some way, they've got to find a way to get it turned around. And, uh, you know, we, we just keep hoping that it happens. Uh, unfortunately, uh, oftentimes it does not. And, and right now, under these circumstances, uh, Tom and his staff are doing everything they can to get these guys pumped up and jacked up and ready to play. And, uh, you know, you just hope that they can come out and execute and not let the first couple of mistakes that they make, because mistakes are made in every football game, but hopefully they're not catastrophic mistakes that get you off on the wrong foot. And they have started out fairly strong in the last two ball games. Actually, the last three ball games have actually played pretty good at the very beginning ball games, but they just can't sustain it. And unfortunately, uh, from that point forward, it kind of goes down the tubes. But you know, you just keep hoping that, that that they can get it turned around. At this juncture, we'll just have to wait and see. I think a, a, a second straight start or, or third, whatever it may be now for Brendan Soresby, may help him. Uh, certainly, he was named the guy last week, and, and hopefully that changes things for this ball club. And, and I, I'm not saying that the quarterback situation is great because it's not. you got redshirt yeah. freshmen who are going to make mistakes, and that's just the, that's the facts of life. Uh, unfortunately... Uh, in this circumstance, there simply hasn't been anybody else you could stick in there with any veteran experience, and therefore you're going to have to live with those mistakes that are made and some you know, inconsistent play, so to speak. But this team's got to start running the ball better. I hope Trent Holland might be an answer to some of that because he certainly the last two weeks when he's played has given this team a shot in the arm with what he's been able to do performance-wise. Uh, but they're still, going to have to, they're still going to have to throw the football you're going to play a defense tomorrow that's as good as anybody in the Big Ten as far as against the run. They've been terrific against the run this year, so you're going to have to be able to throw the football to some degree with success. And if you don't, it's going to be a long day. So Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, live from Crappy Valley, Pennsylvania right now in preparation for the game tomorrow. Noon is the kick. That's 11 a.m. Your coverage begins on 93 WIBC. You would know this so much better than I, but it's been my theory that at some point – we're going to see Dexter Williams uh, back out there and playing. Is is that uh, a matter of time in your estimation? I, I think, and I will I will say that they've talked about putting in a package for him. Uh, whether that means tomorrow he'll get that package unraveled and he'll get a chance to to go on the field or not, we'll just have to wait and see. I do think that there's a question mark about his mentality and, and, and belief that he is a hundred percent. And you just never want that to, to – you don't want to put a guy out there when he doesn't believe that he's 100%. So – and because I think physically he, he looks good, but, but you just don't know what his mentality is at this juncture. And I know they didn't play him last week as they didn't the week before, even though he was made available and with dressing for the ball games, but he did not play in them. And I think they felt like he still wasn't mentally ready to go. But I think Dexter Williams could give this team a little bit of a shot in the arm at the same time. I don't want to take anything away from the confidence level of the guy that's in there now in Brendan Soresby or Taven Jackson. Yeah. I, I just think that that's one thing that you, you're going to continue to do if he keeps substituting in quarterbacks all the time. I think yep. it's, I just don't think he can do that. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. It just, I just thought that it would be a matter of time at some point to where you would see that. But yeah, I mean, if, if you don't decide, it's just a vicious cycle that is never ending and, you know, something else you can add to this this type of season, which uh, nobody views fondly in terms of going through. So seems like uh, 
at some point that that will happen as well. I, with Penn State. Yeah. How different is this Penn State team from those you have seen? I mean, it's 10th ranked. They have one loss of the season. Good compared to the last handful of years in what way? Maybe not as good in what way from what you have witnessed in the past year. What's the squad look like? I, I, don't, I don't think they're as strong at linebacker, but they may be better at defensive back than they've been in a long time. I mean, they've had some good defensive backs here, too. I think their strength in this team uh, is on the defensive side of the football, but not by much over the offense because the offense runs the ball really well. They've got two really outstanding sophomore running backs. Both played a lot last year. Both are playing a bunch this year. Um, Their quarterback is is really solid as well, Drew Aller, but he's a young guy still. He makes a mistake now every now and then, even as a sophomore. Um, But he's a very talented quarterback, and he's a big, strong kid who can run. So, You've got to be very aware of him and the offensive line. I, you know, I always think offensive lines for Penn State, Michigan, or Ohio State are tough to beat in this league, uh, along with Wisconsin when they're running the football. So I don't see much difference in this team. Uh, I think the only difference is they're coming off a, a bad loss against, I say bad loss, it's a loss that. Uh, James Franklin has taken a lot of heat for because they they just don't be able to see to win the big games against the Michigans or the Ohio States. And I think uh, at this juncture, uh, he's starting to take some heat because of that, even though they are just one lost team and are still ranked 10th in the country. Believe it or not, they're still taking heat. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. It's just a, it's a different level of heat altogether. And, yeah, I mean, you, you get close and that's not going to be good enough. You're 10th ranked with one loss. That's not going to be good enough, and um, they're probably looking to put the hammer down on somebody uh, coming up yeah. tomorrow, which is uh, un- unfortunate. Uh, but it's the way the schedule works out. Don Fisher joins us. I, I did want to talk a little bit about the basketball. Are we, um, are we past McKenzie and Baco and the adventures at Bloomington Taco Bell at this point now? I believe so, uh, based on the press conference that was held today. And Coach uh, Woodson, uh, in his Zoom press conference, uh, told everybody that uh, this is behind us now. We're not worried about it anymore. Don't talk. And he didn't say, don't ask any more questions about it. <laughs> but, but I think everybody yeah. got the hint. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, anyway, yeah, I, I, I think that's the case. Yeah, I, I mentioned this when, when this news came out. Is it, My whole thought has always been, and I've gone through this before, too. It was just in Lawrence County. You can imagine how that ended badly. But, uh, say, well, really the same way, <laughs> just as bad. But um, right. I, uh, I always thought when the popo tells you to go-go, then you go-go regardless. That was always my thought. So outside <laughs> of that one time when it wasn't, and oops, you pay the price. So I don't know. That's that's kind of how I looked at it earlier this week. So, yep, I think I, I think that's over with at this point, John. I'm going. I, am I sounding a little hollow, hollow to you right now, John? I'm in an. Yeah, you sound like you're in the back stall in the bathroom there at the uh, <laughs> no, the, uh, Hilton, the Hilton Day right. Fisher you're paying for there. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm literally I'm headed out here because uh, being picked up to take uh, go see we're auxiliary hotel today because of uh, the the constraints the previous hotel with a student body and or our football team is staying at they just didn't have enough rooms so we had to stay in an auxiliary place here we're in the spring hill suites and and it's a nice hotel so it's not bad so well good we got a bunch of ron collie girls in the house right now volleyball yeah. girls you on the semi-state you hear them yeah yeah I do. semi-state done in jasper tomorrow 
And so. they're the Royals, aren't they now? They're not the Rebels any longer. They're the Royals, right? They are. They are the Royals. Although my son likes to rock the Rebels gear still. I think that I think you are still allowed to do it um, if you're a senior right now. So he's rocking. The, he likes to rock the Rebel gear still, even though they're the well, Royals. Good for him. Yes. Good for him. I like. Yeah. I, I love that, Blake. That's really good, man. <laughs> he rocks. He rocks it for sure. Um, I, have you seen any more? practices other than the times we have talked in the last two weeks for this basketball team? I I saw practice this week. Uh, You know, they practiced again. They they scrimmaged a little bit while I was there. I had to leave a little bit early, so I didn't get to see the whole scrimmage. But based on what Mike was saying, I think he felt pretty good about what he was seeing from his ball club at this point. But he needs to see them against somebody outside of themselves at this juncture. And there's no question the exhibition ball game coming up on Sunday will be something that will be, you know, that he's looking forward to just to to get a better feel for his basketball team. Now, is, is that you on the radio? What's that? Is there any radio coverage of that Sunday? Oh, yes, sir. Of course there is. Okay. Always well, well we got to talk radio. about that. I, I, I figured there was, but we, I guess we hadn't talked about it to this point. I'm just hoping you get back in one piece from Happy Valley here. So. <laughs> no, we'll be good. As long as I don't have my credit card declined again, we'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you get back coming up tomorrow and, uh, yeah, not get any gas in Martinsville. And that's what happens Jeff right Cade, there. Jeff, I, Jeff, Cade, Jeff Cade wants some airtime. He just wants to want you to know he's saying hello to you. Man, <laughs> Kegger. Hello to Kegger. Hey, tell Kegger he's got to be paying after this fiasco so far today. This has got to go on his credit card. So you think you think that you, you don't think he'll have alligator arms at dinner tonight? Um, he's going to go to the bathroom five times when the check comes. You know that. I'll let him know that, too. <laughs> we, we used to have a dude, Don, that did that all the time, man. When it was his turn to buy the round, like a Kilroy sports bar, he would right. always have to go to the bathroom. So there was one point when we just all went and had the, the, uh, the person come in serving us, serve us in the bathroom. Say, hey, it's your time now, brother. Let's go. <laughs> So That's funny. there's always one in a group, Don, always. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. just took the wrong, he took the wrong term. They're going to let us go here. <laughs> Don, Don Fisher and the Kegger. It, adventures <laughs> in Happy Valley going on right now at Penn State. <laughs> at 11 a.m. We're going back to the team hole now. We're going back to the team hotel now so I can interview Coach, Coach Allen for our pregame show tomorrow. So. We didn't get killed. That's the good news. <laughs> no, that's that's good. Make sure he keeps that thing between the lines. Hey, what time do you start on Sunday with the basketball Sunday game? We'll be on the air tomorrow at 11 and Sunday at 12 noon. I will say this. I'm, I'm interested to see IU's basketball team because there is so much of an unknown. I know that that leads to a little bit of apprehension because you haven't seen it. But it's also a little bit of excitement because there is so much of an unknown coming back. Well, there's no question. When you've got basically six new guys on your basketball team, I mean, and you've lost four starters from the previous ball club, you know things are not going to be really right on top of the world at the beginning of the season. But at the same time, you did bring in some talent. Coach Woodson uh, thinks he's got enough talent there to put it together and get all the pieces together. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take. All right, I know you're going to get rolling here to talk to the coach, but seriously, make sure Kegger pays for all that tonight. Big, big steak. 
Lots so of you, sides, you, you some drinks, all of it. Steak tonight? Is that what you're saying? You yes. Think should pay for yeah. Steak I like it. Yeah. He, I know he's going to run you to Subway or something like that if it's up to him. So, no, make sure you go out for steak. <laughs> we'll be good. We're going back to the hotel right now. He's going to offer me a PB&J. That's what he's going to offer me. Yeah, exactly. Right yeah. We're going to get across the Here's your – your, your Cheez-Its and your Crestable right here. Yeah, make him, make him pay. So make him, make him pay for sure. All right, we'll be listed tomorrow, 11 a.m. That's when the coverage begins. Penn State, IU, tomorrow, 11 a.m., noon to start. That's on 93 WIBC. And then on Sunday, you got that first exhibition action with the IU basketball team coming at you as well. Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline with quite the adventure today in Pennsylvania. <laughs> All right, man. You'll go have a couple hey. of drinks and wind down later on, okay? All right, John. Thanks a lot, man. See you. You got it. Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers. Sounded really happy about all that right there in Happy Valley. Doc, is seriously about the basketball team. That's one level of interest I have because you just haven't seen a lot of these guys and you want to get a good look at, at what is new. You know, to go along with Xavier Johnson, you know, obviously, and Trey Galloway and others, but you want to see exactly what it looks like, regardless of the competition, man. Then you get chomping at the bit because all you've done is play against yourself. All you've done is play, you know, those, those pickup games up and down the floor that you have with your own team, and you're ready to get out there and, and see some of that other squad type of competition. So, you know, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. I was so glad basketball is back with the NBA and uh, extremely excited about the start of the college basketball season as well. I got to reach out to Matt Painter. I want to get Matt on the show here in the next week or two as well to talk about his team. I believe they start the season third rank this season up at Purdue. But there's a lot going on because once we hit that calendar into November, there's no stopping it. I mean, you get basketball starting. High school level is going to start here pretty soon. Uh, I think already underway, or at least close to it for the girls. Boys will get underway. And before you know it, we will be at the teeth of the basketball season. Right now, though, we're celebrating the football season. Saints and Colts Sunday. We've got multi-pair of tickets to give away here. In fact, I think four pair in all. And then Tony Donahue with Fans Place is also here. We'll... Uh, Give away a, a pair of tickets with him. Saints and Colts coming up on Sunday, a Bud Light Blue Friday. On the other side, I know Tony and friend of the show, Danny Bridges, this is a day that we celebrate. This is a day that we celebrate with an old friend that is no longer with us, but we do miss him dearly every single day. I know you guys do. As being a part of this show, I do from just being a longtime friend. Talk to Danny and Tony about that coming up to Colts Happy Hour, 6 o'clock hour. BullseyeEventGroup.com, Colts VIP Tailgate presented by Hayes and Sons Restoration. I'll tell you what, let's go to a break here, James. Let's give away a pair of passes, too. All you can eat, all you can drink inside the Bullseye Event Center coming up on Sunday. Doors open at 10 a.m. My man Skids is going to be a part of it as well. Love to see you there. If you want to go, number nine at 239-1070. Here's your opportunity. Number nine at 239-1070. Bud Light Blue Friday, back nine, our location off of Morris and Drover on this Bud Light Blue Friday. 93.5107, Father Fan.
Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Back nine on a Bud Light Blue Friday. I mentioned, too, IU Penn State tomorrow. That kicks at noon from State College. Boilermakers in Nebraska tomorrow at 3.30. Man, do the Boilers need a win. I heard people talking about, well, you know what, if they can do a win out with the exception on their schedule with losing to Michigan, they can still get bowl eligible. Uh, That is uh, an incredible pipe dream right now. But if you did want to fulfill that dream, you know, winning on the road in Nebraska is a priority tomorrow. That is at 3.30. Notre Dame, Pittsburgh coming up tomorrow as well. Those of interest with the college football season and that Saturday schedule, which is not all that great, really. Top 25-wise across the board, not all that great. We talked to Bob Lovell a little bit earlier. You got sectional semifinal football Friday night. Ben Davis and Brownsburg is the absolute pick without question uh, going over Ben Davis on the west side coming up a little bit later on, too. Sectional semifinal of football Friday night. And uh, again, our friend Bob Lovell will have you covered tonight. And, of course, on Indiana Sports Talk for you regarding the college football Saturday coming up tomorrow evening as well. Tony Donahue, a fan's place. They're giving away tickets to the game on Sunday as well as this Bud Light Blue Friday. We're at back nine. Grover and Morris is our location again on this Friday. And I mentioned this kind of with a tease before the break that uh, this is a a day of reflection uh, and embrace because – even though our friend is no longer with us, this is a celebration of his birthday. Danny Bridges joins us, who was uh, equally like I was and others were as well, close to Robin Miller. It is hard to believe that it's been now, what, two years? 2021, Danny, is when Robin two, Miller passed away. Two years it has been. And, and we're celebrating his birthday today. 74 years old. The cantankerous, unfiltered one would be today. And you know what? I have had so much fun and so many doors opened by him. Wouldn't be able to contribute to the Indianapolis Recorder Media Group without his tutelage. And uh, he'd have a fit to know that we were saying good things about him. He would hate it. He did not like that at all. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he had a heart the size of a compact car. I know this. I know many a time he helped old dirt track racers who were down on their luck with their light bill or their groceries and didn't want anyone to know about it. And just a phenomenal individual. And we all know about him as a motorsports writer, but those of us who were lucky enough to get to know him personally, that was special. Yeah, it was. And uh, and I'll never forget that. 
I think about it, too, and Danny Bridges joins us. He does columns for the Indianapolis Recorder, uh, among other bits and pieces in the sports community, both here and on the road. Often, when I think about R, you know, obviously you think about the 500 in motorsports, but I think about his days as a columnist for the Indianapolis Star, and I think about the old scout days. Because <laughs> I often think, would that work nowadays? Would a, and this, this wasn't a column, but it was there every week. And it was the old scout who basically would come up with a lot of one-liners, for the most part, to rip on local sports, those playing it, those coaching it. And those were the days of the Colts with the old scout where the Colts were awful. And they gave you ample opportunity to dig in, there was nothing, and I mean nothing like that. That was so far ahead of its time, the old scout back then. I can't remember when it started, but I certainly know that you no longer have it, and that was one of the greatest aspects career-wise that I thought he brought to, to his writing, to the Indianapolis Star, and all of his coverage was the old scout. Yeah, he, he used that to get some licks in, but let's not forget that Robin was uh, – Covering the ABA, the Indiana was. Pacers, traveling before he was old enough to drink a beer yeah. legally. Okay, with so, uh, with Slick, who at the time drank ample amounts yeah, of beer. He didn't. Yeah. just because he <laughs> wasn't twenty-one, didn't stop him yeah. from partaking in one. But he wasn't legally old enough to drunk, so to drink and get drunk. Excuse me, but I just uh, it's weird today. I woke up this morning and I put a social media post out on a picture, and uh, it, I um. I still haven't come to terms with it totally that he's no longer around, but uh, the memories and the good times yeah. at Irea's for the uh, holiday parties yep. and uh, the Long's Donuts in the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Media Center, uh, he was just an unbelievable individual, and we're all better off for knowing him. Yeah, we are. It's Danny Bridges here. I saw uh, Bill Benner was on social media a little bit earlier talking about this date as well, and, and you just you miss it. And, and what is so great about R is – you know, I grew up reading his column, and he would he would build such an inner ire within you because he was talking about, you know, the team that you followed, whether it was the Colts or the Pacers or IU or Purdue, doing exactly what he was supposed to do in that position. But as you mentioned earlier, there was no kinder-hearted dude in the world than Robin Miller for so many things. You're talking about dirt track racers, just friends in general, those people that he helped out. He had an absolute heart of gold, even though a lot of people initially disliked him so much. You know, you talk about what he had mentioned, you know, regarding Tony George and the IRL and the split and all that. But a lot of people wouldn't really know how he actually was until you personally got to know him. He had the heart of gold. And to that point, John, how many people would be dealing with a terminal illness yeah. and develop a mechanism through that to raise money for St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Yeah. That was incredible with the stickers and the uh, the posters and what have you. And Marshall Pruitt from Racer.com got involved with that. They were dear friends. But I will say this. He really admired you. He loved being on your show. Loved and, having uh, him on. I miss him greatly. You guys had a uh, – it was a good outlet for him yeah. for IndyCar. But I certainly appreciate the chance to reflect with you today, like a lot of people. You mentioned Bill Benner. That was yep. his closest friend, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Robin might have been the best man at his wedding. Yes. They were extremely close. And uh, the Benner brothers, the whole the whole star mafia, Mike Chappell yeah. uh, was one of those guys as well. So they uh, 
That was a golden era of sports. Well, I mean, and, and, and the late, our friend, too, David Benner was Absolutely. a part of that, too. Absolutely. So. Those guys were, the, were phenomenal writers. They still are. And uh, I miss those days. Those were great days to put a newspaper in your hand and read it. I remember when I first started um, at WNDE doing this. And at that time, he was not allowed to appear. And then I, I got the late Chris Wheat to change his mind and to let him start coming on again. And it was absolutely spectacular. I mean, he just, he always made it great. Now, I mean, did he ruffle some feathers? I mean, even on with me, he, he ruffled some feathers with a former host and, you know, kind of gotten a, a, not so much a back and forth because he wasn't on social media to go back, but there was certainly a fourth there. Um, but he always added something. He always added something and he was so incredibly personal um, that, you know, now two years later, it's still incredibly missed. Well, the list of people that he took on head yep. on, whether it be Bob Knight, Tony George, later on, Dan mm -hmm. Dockage. Uh, you know, <laughs> there, there were several people that caught his. Uh, his I remember that day well right there. I remember what happened on that that day. So uh, it was about a a driver's <laughs> name pronunciation. I didn't even think, board a. Yeah, I didn't even think twice about it. I just went, yeah, whatever. And then, man, it started up right then and there. That's the voice of Tony Donahue right there. He's a part of Fans Place here. You guys giving away tickets for Sunday, too? Yeah, we've got tickets trivia going on. So every Friday, join us at Bud Light Blue Friday. We'll have uh, some trivia inside of the app for your chance to win. We also have a contest coming up on Sunday for the Colts game to win tickets to the next home game. And uh, I think my favorite Robin Miller story from us is uh, on Kentucky Oaks Day when he called up A.J. <laughs> Floyd and Floyd was dropping F-bombs on the was, air. And yeah. Robin was trying to calm him down to see if he was winning or not. So, uh, But, yeah, he was always there. He would always text you yeah. back, call you, brought us cookies yep. in studio, would take us out to Working Man's Friend yep. and have a great time, have a great cheeseburger. And um, yeah, How many times did I went to Working Man's Friend with everybody yeah. and he held court? There was nothing better. Oh, I mean, he always had to pay, too. That was the thing. Always had to pay. Pull your wallet out around him and it was offensive. But if, but yeah. if, you, if you ordered – Without or water with a middle bun, then he wasn't going to be happy yeah. about that. Got to take that middle bun out of there. Yeah, I mean, Man, I've, so. I've been there with, with him, with with us, with uh, Jim Voyles, with yeah. um, Kyle Larson, Dario Franchitti, you name it. It didn't matter. That was the place to go uh, and get a double cheeseburger. So uh, a lot of great memories with R. And, uh, yeah, so glad to be here with you, John. A lot of cool things coming up this weekend, so make sure you download the Fans Place app and We'll have some fun. And by the way, you've got a really big game tonight, too. you got Chittard yeah. and Garen yeah. in that sectional semifinal Friday Chittard, night. Garen on Indian SRN. 8.30 is the kick because the Garen girls soccer team is playing at IUPUI, the state championship, at 5.30. They don't kick until 8.30 So tonight. the kick tonight is at 8.30, wow. Garen and Chittard. So uh, obviously Chittard undefeated, Garen 8-2 and two on the season. Should be uh, one of the better games of the state, I would imagine. And Tony's got you for that as well. How can people get involved with fans plays here? Yeah, so if you download the Fans Place app, they're going to ask you for a promo code. Use JMV. That's going to put 100 tokens into your account. Those tokens are worth about 10 bucks at different bars and restaurants here locally. You come into Back Nine, you have some Bud Lights. Uh, you upload your receipt. Say, hey, I want to turn in these 100 tokens. We send you 10 bucks straight back to your Venmo or your PayPal. And uh, yeah, it's been growing. Uh, yeah. Thanks to you. Thanks, everybody at, at, at the fan. And thanks, everybody at Bud Light and Zinc. And uh, I went out and talked to uh, some of the some of the lovelies out here. And I said, hey, yeah. you guys know Blake live? And they're like, oh, yeah, we know Blake. <laughs> I was like, oh. Well, I texted him and I go, man, of all days, you should be here. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is it. Well. Yeah, the Ron Colley girls are playing 
volleyball in the semi-state down yep. in Jasper against Castle tomorrow. There you so, go. Yeah, it was uh, cool we got Valpo Razor University's football team downstairs hitting balls. They're playing Butler tomorrow. Oh, really? They were, so yeah, yep. uh, I saw they were on the buses. I saw them a little bit earlier today. Yeah, too, you knew so I had to run cool. down there for that one. So. I think the last time we were here, we did our uh, our golf outing yep. here. Yep. And uh, IU's football team was downstairs yep. hitting balls. Yeah. We had too, to keep so. J-Law. They had to, like, block J-Law, off. J-Law was very excited J-Law about J-Law was getting some – I'll probably know, see him tonight. I don't know if J-Law has a similar level of excitement about IU's football <laughs> program right now. So, <laughs> I think that is, I think that has uh, dissipated well, just a little bit, too. His nephew plays for Shatart, so I'll probably see him later on tonight at the game. I mentioned Danny. Bridges is here. Any columns coming out of the recorder here soon? What do you got? I've got something coming out that's not real uh, complimentary as far as our uh, local football team is concerned and the owner specifically. Oh, really? Yeah, just some you know, some observations I made. I made a, a friendly wager with some guy named Bob Kravitz yes. that the NFL would not find Jim Ursay for making comments about officiating the same way they would a player. And we'll see how that bet ends up, but they haven't done it yet. I don't think they're going to. And that's a crock. It really is. If you're a player, you can't go in the locker room after the game and talk about how bad a flag was. If you're an owner, you shouldn't I, be able to do it as either. I, I, am, I am surprised that they haven't. I know Bob thought that they were going yeah. to, and I know Jim didn't care if they were going to. Um, but you think because it's been 48-plus hours yeah, now that they're I, not going to do it? I think they would have done it. And, you, and another thing I'm, like, I'm working on as I mean, well is – Will they announce it if they do do it? Oh, yeah, I, I think yep. they have to. I think they have to if they're, if they're going to do it. But uh, – I'm also working on something about the Pacers that I, I don't know how uh, well received that will be either. Man, what are you doing? Just being a thorn in everybody's no, side no, around no, here? No. I, I know you're a big Miles Turner fan. <laughs> Uh-oh, don't get, oh don't get pissy yeah. about that. Yeah. Now no, it's no. time to go to break. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that there are some things with the structure of the organization that I think are questionable. I thought his extension was a little excessive. However, you've got to re- maintain an asset like that who can stretch the floor from the three-point line. And occasionally does get underneath and block a shot. So having said all that, occasionally, occasionally, he's not a reason why it's that a team fun can even young can team. Let him play. I'm just going to get all pissed off be right so now. Much fun. No, let me let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. Wednesday great. was great. He's great in the community. He's an exceptionally nice young man. Had the pleasure to speak with him more than once. I just feel like this Pacers organization needs to hand off the torch to Rick Carlisle. They gave him an extension. Let him run the whole damn team. Okay, I'm a big Carlisle guy. So I think that would be a good move for them. They completely cut the head off of the Larry Bird era. Kevin Pritchard will be fine. Give him a year's severance pay. Chad Buchanan's a nice guy. Don't need him either. Uh-huh. And let's just get down to brass <laughs> tacks <laughs> with the Pacers if they're really <laughs> talking about moving forward and being a They want to know so what's on the season. Why don't they need Chad? So Kevin Pritchard just needs to take it yeah. and you'll be, he'll be on your good side. That's, that's what I'm hearing here. Well, that would help. What? Look, those are nice. Those it's a fun team. They're exciting to watch. Well, they're young. They're going to grow together, and they're going to make I, the playoffs. I really don't. I don't take like I like Chad a great deal. I haven't talked to Kevin in a while, but I like Chad a great deal. He's I a think, bright guy. I think Chad is is young, up and coming, and as you mentioned, incredibly bright. Yeah. Um. I, I don't think you really, you don't blank with anything right now. To me, I mean, if it if it's going to work, it's going to work. And listen, they may get blown out tomorrow. Who knows? But I think these are the early stages of growth. And Danny, I think that they're ahead of schedule much, much more than what we thought they were going to be this time last year when Rick Carlisle came on with me and said, hey, don't have any expectations. Some nights are going to be really ugly. You talk about setting the bar low, and, and the, the Colts should take a cue from that, you know, with the reboots over the past three or so years where you talk about, you know, Super Bowls and deep playoff runs, and you don't, don't even make the postseason. So I, I thought the Pacers handled it as well as you could. They started off fantastically last year, then they ended sourly. 
Rebounding and defense are the keys. But look, I just feel like they have a lot of players who are like. I mean, they're they're, they're very similar. And well, so does the NBA team to team. The NBA has a lot of like. It players. is positionless basketball yeah. at this point. You're right. But did they need to extend Halliburton that quickly? I asked that question. Yeah, I think to, so, because in three years when he's yeah. an all-star and he's taking his team to playoffs, we're going to look at him and say, that's a pretty decent deal that he uh, got you want, you, done. Danny, you've been around here. You, you want dudes that want to be around here, too. I agree. And you, I mean, you, you can't keep pushing guys out the but door. But you couldn't have. No, I, I'm not, I, I, like, I like the fact that yeah. he's their property, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. What I'm saying is, though, could they have waited a little while to see how things transpire? I don't know if there's ever been a team that built a – a franchise around a guard before. I mean, other than maybe Allen Iverson. I think they're all doing that right well, now. Well, they're man. trying to. Yeah. They're trying so to. Everybody, everybody good's a guard. But to your point, I want to thank you for recognizing you Robin today. And I don't. And even though you brought up 33, there's I, no yeah. ill will here. I, I, listen, <laughs> he has an opportunity yeah. to distinguish himself this year. I hope that he does. John, hell of a crowd here throwing back thank some you, Bud Lights at uh, back it. nine. It's a great place to be. Awesome time. Um, big thanks to Zinc, you, and everybody at Bud Light. What a great time. Fans place, Tony Donahue, the Indianapolis recorder, our friend Danny Bridges, JMV. We got the Harris Hoosier Park race of the day. Bud Light Blue Friday continues right here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Just an average guy with exceptional hair. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, we're live uh, at back nine on a Bud Light Blue Friday. Win Schuler Spreadable Cheeses, the official sponsor inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Also, the uh, sponsor of this show, Win Schuler Spreadable Cheeses, original sharp bacon and cheddar. Pepper Jack, available at Kroger and Meyer, by the way. Ample now tubs of that, at least last check at my Kroger location. Down a little bit north of Bargersville on 135, but Kroger and Meyer. Winshuler's spreadability is sweeping central Indiana off its feet right now. For recipes and more, Winshuler's.com today. Your Harris Hoosier Park race of the day is funny, man. Pacer fans want me to toss Danny Bridges off his third tier. <laughs> Back nine. You guys want me in trouble, huh? Uh, Tony Fannin was the winner of the horse. Was Martz Renee paid fifteen twenty on a two dollar bet? Two dollar exacta, twenty four eighty. The fifty cent trifecta, thirty two ninety. Tuesday through Friday, right here, the Harris Hoosier Park race of the day. Always coming at you, and always a good time. Uh, again, fifty fifty betting and dining to the winner, and they'll race up until I think the second third week or so of December, Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. That is in uh, Anderson, your Harris Hoosier Park Race of the Day. Hey, coming up tomorrow, I don't think we have ever done a full show together. He's been a guest on my show before. You guys ever notice? Dev, you ever notice? Sienna, Sydney, you guys ever notice? James, back there, have you ever noticed that I have them as guests on my show? I guess Jake does have me on. His show, right? With the crossover talk. Would that be considered being on his show? I think right? technically, yeah. 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 You notice that I have, I've had Swebo on here. When's the last time I was on that morning show? What do you think about that? Who do we blame? 
vacation Dykton? Who do we blame here? Uh, I'd, I'd say let's blame Dykton. That seems like the good choice to me. Let's blame That's him. That's his new name, Vacation Dykton. <laughs> He's always on vacation. Vacation Dykton. So I'll blame Vacation for that, huh? Wondered. Sweepo, they get on here all the time. I don't know when the last time. I don't want to whine or cry about it. I want to come across sounding like a whiny baby here. I'm just kind of wondering, wondering out loud. No, nah, but seriously speaking, Jake and I tomorrow – Coming up on Saturday from noon until 2, it is one of the biggest days that we will see uh, down at the Horseshoe Indianapolis Champions Day. And we're going to be there tomorrow. And again, a live show from noon until 2. And I promise you an incredible time. Uh, the ultimate gambling destination is that off of the Fairland exit off of I-74, a little bit north there of Shelbyville, the fourth annual Champions Day presented by the Indiana Breed Development Program. But that's coming up tomorrow, and Jake and I will do a two-hour show from noon until 2, which will be absolutely outrageous. So be listening. Now, if you can join us, we'd love to see you there. I think the first post is around noon, a total purse money-wise of over $1 million. But that is coming up tomorrow again. The fourth annual Champions Day presented by the Indiana Breed Development Program. We're going to be at Horseshoe Indianapolis beginning at noon tomorrow. Noon until 2. Jake Query and I for a special edition of our shows. I don't know if we're going to call it like JMV and Jake and Company or the ride with JMV and Jake and Company, something like that. But it's going to be a great time. With both of us coming up tomorrow, we'd love to see you down there, too. Again, a huge day, the fourth annual Champions Day, presented by the Indiana Breed Development Program. It's tomorrow. Horseshoe, Indianapolis, down Fairland, Indiana. What a great time, too, so hopefully you can join us tomorrow. Also, we've got a JMV takeover coming at you tomorrow. That's 6 until midnight. It's our annual Halloween show. So don't miss a moment of that tomorrow night. And if you're having a Halloween party, let me know. Send me pictures, especially if you got somebody in your group dressed as the hot nurse, all right? Want to make sure of that. If you have the hot nurse going, you know you're going to win whatever Halloween party contest you have going on. But tomorrow, 6 until midnight, it's our annual Halloween party. Make that the soundtrack of your party. And Sammy Terry along coming up tomorrow on B105.7. More from Back Nine, Bud Light Blue Friday. We'll give away Saints Colts tickets, and we'll do a little Colts happy hour. That's up next. Don't go anywhere. 93.5, 107.5, The Fan. Hey, fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy at Floors to Your Home. Right, Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just 80 cents a square foot. 80 cents a square foot? That's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. 
I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations. Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Florist your home. That's who.